we had all these DVDs like in our pants and our shirts. And my buddy Manny was like good at like taking the the sensor out, like the magnet on the inside. Like this yeah. is after years of developing the art of stealing. <laughs> he got so good. So like he had thought he'd taken all the magnets out. So uh-huh. I trusted him. Yeah. So we walked out. The plan was we're going to walk through the sensor thing alone, right out the door in our car, and we're leaving, never looking back. Don't look back, yeah. As soon as we walked out, as soon as we didn't even take one step out, the alarm goes off. What'd you do? Well, I froze, and Manny was like, oh, what do you jack? And just walked away. Got away clean. One day I went to Lidu. I went to shoplift in Lidu. Then I got caught in Lidu. Now I don't go back to Lidu. One day I went to Asta. I went to shoplift in Asta. Then I got caught in Asta. Now I don't go back to Asta. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. I am the host and curator, Ari Shafir. Also, I don't really know what the word curator means. So uh, I am almost set from my move to New York. I just found out that my apartment building is probably being torn down, so I'm going to have to get rid of everything really fast. I might have a Craigslist. Fucking, do they do that? Can you have a, a, uh, what's the one where you you auction stuff off? There's a site for that. Not WebMD. It's definitely not WebMD. It's the one where you auction things and you bid on things. Bid.com. Nope, that's not it. It's not it at all. What's the one where you bid on shit? Why can't I remember this? I've got to start to start sm- smoking less pot. eBay. That's what it is. So maybe I'll have an eBay um, yard sale, or maybe I'll do it on Craigslist, but I gotta get rid of some shit. My TV, my Xbox. There's a bunch of shit I don't want to take to New York. I'm such a hoarder. I can't, I can't deal with it. I have to start low. I have to start small and move up from there. So um, I did get a mattress that's coming tomorrow. Paul Morrissey's going to pick it up for me. I went to one hundred mattress. I had to go. Okay, so me and Edgar, that's uh, Matt Edgar's in this episode. We talked about shoplifting. We'll get to it. But we went to. I had to go get a mattress, and Morrissey suggested one hundred mattress. He's going to be in my apartment tomorrow morning, and he's going to pick it up for me. Uh, he's going to receive it for me. So I went to one hundred mattress, but I don't want to like just get one sight unseen. So I figured go to a mattress store, and I went. And those motherfucker mattress store salesmen are the pushiest, cocksuckeriest. They don't even listen. You're like, oh, actually, I'm not shopping. I'm not going to buy anything today. I'm just looking around. Okay, well, let me hit you with fucking 17 minutes of straight pitch. I'm not buying today. And then we went to another store. It's the same shit. And the guy was sitting on the mattress. And the guy's like, well, that's... (laughs) But they don't have to look down on you. You're not better than me, mattress salesman. You're worse than me. You're far, far worse than me. That's not how you try out a mattress. Go ahead and lie down. That's that's how you try try out a mattress. You can't get any lumbar support that way. Shut up. First of all, no. The way I try out a mattress is by lying on it for eight hours, fucking three weeks in a row, and seeing if it makes my back sore. That's how you try it, Dr. Mattress Salesman. You're a dropout. Don't talk down to me. I'm a Jew, and I'm better than you. I got a feeling of how hard it is. And then I jumped on one of the mattresses. Let me see how it feels to jump on, you know, see if I bounce off. And the guy's like, well, if that's the way you're going to try your mattress, it'll never make it to 10 years. I'm like, what, what? If that's the way I try my mattress, I'll just hop on it. He goes, is that how you're going to get in every day? And I'm like, yeah, that's how I'm going to get into bed every day. I hop into bed. I don't gently put my, my butt on the, on the mattress and then lift my legs up like a fucking 
elderly invalid. I'm not 90. I don't piss my pants. I'm a regular person. I'm going to fuck on this bed. Yeah, I'm going to be fucking on this bed. So what do I got to do? God, I'm very worked up for no reason at all. You guys, speaking of, um, this episode of the Ari Shavir Skeptic Tank is brought to you by one new sponsor, um, SDR Shop. SDRShop.com. It's a it's an online head shop. If you guys don't know what head shop is, tune out for about 40 seconds. Listen, if you want weed supplies and you don't want to go to a store, go to SDRShop.com. It's, uh, it's everything you need for 420. It's coming up. It's a Saturday. For this Saturday, I'll be in Seattle at 4.20 p.m. at the parlor. And at 8 p.m., I'll be at the Urban Onion in in, uh, in Olympia. So if you live in Olympia, Washington, or near Seattle, Washington, come see me this 4.20. But beforehand, you can get 10% off your first order plus 10% off a second order if you refer a friend. Get your vaporizer. Get your. You know what? I'm going to check right now online. I'm going to see where I can get SDR shop. I want to get a volcano. That's my next purchase. Boom, boom. Search volcano. What do we got? We got, oh, oh, not bad. It's a, it's a mock volcano, but it's digital for $199 for 200 bucks. Fuck. That's not bad. A phantom apex digital vaporizer. Similar to volcano. Man, if it works as good as volcano, that's fucking, that's more than two-thirds off <laughs> my math is so bad i'm a terrible jew um by the way uh for the episode with the uh heroin lady with the little kid who who did heroin for like six months uh don't everyone's getting so mad that like corn is not is indeed a carb despite what he said so fine he was wrong about carbs jesus don't yell at me i didn't do anything the guy was wrong about carbs um should we start the episode? So here's what happened in this episode. I was driving back from the American Comedy Company with Matt Edgar. We were driving back and we figured to do a podcast. And I wanted to do a podcast about a sex-related thing that Matt got into one time. But uh, we got sidetracked immediately and started talking about shoplifting and stealing in general. So fuck it. Just like the Christina Pazitsky episode where I wanted to talk about reality shows. And we got sidetracked into horrible depression I figured, you know, once I'm 10 minutes into a new subject and I see it's a fertile subject, I'll just go with that. Honestly, it's like, that's, what else am I doing, you know? Uh, By the way, we have another uh, sponsor, uh, Hover. If you guys uh, want to register your own website, Hover.com is the way to go. And they're going to give you a percentage off. So here's the deal. For a lot of, when you register websites, a lot of times they fucking over sale you into more purchases don't i fucking hate that i just got my internet in new york and they're like well it's 495 to rent a i'm such a cunt i'm a cunt when i get on the phone with customer service people i'm just an asshole so they're like it's 495 to rent the uh, modem I'm like what the fuck rent the modem i'm paying for your service 50 dollars a month for your service i'm not renting a modem you give me one and they were like oh, i'm sorry sir we can't do that now when they said i'm sorry sir we can't do that keep in mind they did it in an indian accent which pisses me off even more. If I hear an Indian person on the phone with a, a typical name like Steve or Bob, I'm pissed. Or if I hear a black lady who doesn't seem like she wants to help me, doesn't seem jovial at all, then I'm pissed. And I know I'm not going to get what I want. So I just started bitching at them that I had to pay 4.95. 
And I was like, AT&T doesn't charge me four ninety five. which I don't even know if that's true. I have no idea if Uber has charged me for the modem or not. But um, what was my point? What was my point? Oh, I know. They, they fucking oversell you. They tell you it's going to be forty four ninety five. Then you got to pay for um, installation. Then you got to pay for the modem. I fucking hate that shit. So at Hover.com, they don't do that. There's no extra charges for standard features. You get URL forwarding. You get subdomains. Um, and they have actual customer support. So if you want to call them, they don't put you on hold. There's no transfers. That I hate too. When they're like, oh, hold on, I'll transfer you. And this lady at fucking Time Warner, she transferred me. And then you get to some other person. Like They're like, hello? I'm like, hi, I was transferred to you. And they're like, oh, what do you need? I'm like, I need you to already know what I already did for the last 45 minutes with this cunt Indian lady. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. It's not about foreign. It's about that I know you're not in this country. Or maybe you are. Maybe you're an Indian lady with a normal name like Barbara who lives in America and just has a thick accent. But I doubt it. So go to Hover.com. If you go to Hover.com slash tank, uh, you can get 10% off your entire purchase. 10% off at Hover.com slash T-A-N-K. So those are my two sponsors. Please support them because they're supporting me. So if you want a website, um, this is the way to get a domain name. It used to be you just get them for $7 or $17, and then you could just sit on websites. Man, that was fun. There was a whole period where people were just fucking squatting. Somebody got McDonald's.com, and they sold it for $500,000. Guess who they sold it to? McDonald's. You already guessed it. Uh, five hundred grand. Jesus. That was when like everyone's dreaming. That's how you cash in. I looked for pizza.com. Taken. What the fuck? I'm too late. It was too late for Ari.com, too. It's just some site for some company. I don't know what they do. They're like some professional business. It stands for like A-R-I. In college, I used to tell people my, my name was R-E. My name was Roger Edward. And it's, it, it's R-E for short. And that's what people called me. And all the foreign kids were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Not foreign. Americans who have never heard the term R-E. Uh, all right, guys, let's start the episode. How about we do that? Um, are there any announcements before I go? No. Oh, yeah, my dates real quick. So like Joey Diaz said, I'm only doing a few. I got my 420 shows on 420. Then I got Moon Tower Comedy Festival, where I'm doing my storyteller shows at midnight on Friday night and Saturday night, the 26th and 27th. I already got Kurt Metzger to do it. Sean Patton's doing it. Oh! Oh, fuck. I had a bunch of shit to tell you, but now I guess I won't get to it. That, that fucking talk I had with the, with the young guys at the comedy store went really good. 35, 40 people showed up. We talked for like four hours. It was really... It's kind of uh, eye-opening for me. It made me remember what it's like. Because when people give you advice as a beginner for something, they're not really talking to beginners. They're talking to people like five years into a 25-year path. They're not talking to people that are one year in. They don't even remember the shit that that's like. I'm going to do a podcast about poverty, about how terribly poor we were. So at Moon Tower in Austin, uh, Texas, the 26th and 27th, I'm doing my storyteller show. This is not happening. They might have it listed as storyteller show, but... Um, it should be really good. Oh, and that's what I want to tell you. The ones I taped for Comedy Central Digital went off amazing. Joey Diaz was awesome as always. Man, it doesn't even matter where that guy's going in a story. If you can just listen to him get there. I remember having this, this, this memory I have of, of Joey Diaz telling a story at the improv for my storyteller show, for my This Is Not Happening storyteller show. And Kreischer was on the show too, Burt Kreischer. And I got to get him on a podcast before I leave for New York. And uh, and he was telling some story about sneaking into some girl's apartment and eating her box out 
<laughs> That's what the story was. It was a story about sneaking into Lucy Snorbush's apartment into a room when she was like 16, and he went up there and ate her out for about an hour. <laughs> But I turned around, and Bert Kreischer was behind me. And man, his jaw was just dropped down to his knees. He was just staring at the story in awe. God damn it, he's good. So he was great. Sean Patton was great. Tom Segura was great. Uh, uh, TJ Miller was great. Just a great story show, start to finish. That guy from Epic Mealtime, um, uh, Harley Morenstein, he was really fucking good. What a great crowd. Just a great crowd. Comedy Central people were cool. They let everybody just do whatever the fuck they wanted. There's no fucking... You'll see. When it comes out, we'll release them like once a week online. But you'll see what it looks like when a comic can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Doesn't have to abide by TV standards that don't apply to him at all. There's some really fucking cool stories in there. So you guys will like them. They're coming, I think, probably in the beginning of May. But we'll get to that another time. Um... And I guess that's all the dates I had, right? Nothing in May. Stand up live in Phoenix with Joey Diaz, May 9th. That's it. Three dates. We're good. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 110, 110. That's over two years worth. Man, good for you guys. Episode 110, Klepto with Mr. Matt Edgar. That what? Toot toot. Toot toot. Yeah. That's what he always does to check. Toot toot. Yes. Toot. Sybilis. What is that from? Uh. Sorry, live sketch? Yeah, no, what is that from? Sybilis. Sybilis. Is that what that is? Sybilis. I think it was Tom Hanks in a Sinai live sketch. Yeah. Testing mics for some some band. Toot toot. That's how Brody would test the mics for the. uh, Toot. Toot. For what? Barry. Or uh, Brody Barris Overdrive. Or Barris Brody Overdrive. Barris Brody Overdrive. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Before it was the Kennedy Overdrive. Barris Kennedy Overdrive. Yeah, he changed it. <laughs> to get Brody out? Yes. Who yeah. fights like those two guys? Oh, man. Does anybody little, fight as much in as long? Little kids. Little kids do? Little kids. Yeah, little kids do. They fight like a, like little brothers. Yeah, and they're always like, here's why that's, this guy's wrong. It's they're like, so I don't even care. Funny. You're bringing up something I don't even care about. Don's doing that to me right now. What? He, he's fighting with me Or he's just not talking to me Yeah It's been weeks Why won't he talk to you? Because I kicked him out of the room When I was on stage He said enough Leave me alone Let me do my yeah, material Yeah like he He goes in there And like He'll fake laugh really hard Trying to get called on He just tr- You know like When he walks in Like he just wants everyone To know that he's in there Yeah He's a performer And he was next Like I was gonna bring him up And he's like I said something And like you just hear this <laughs> You know that big old like yeah. uh, He just And it's just There's already only Eight people in there <laughs> Yeah so now they're all Turned around So looking they all him. just look Right at him And I, it was one of those Nights I just wasn't Having it <laughs> I mean every other night I would endure it 
Don has a great capacity to just do this to like if somebody's telling that story he goes no I was in the room all I was doing was I was enjoying his material and then yeah. he kicks me out and that's, you're like Don you know you're misleading the truth that's exactly here. what he said I was like alright Don you gotta go out and he's like what why he's like because, because you're annoying me and he's like no, no, I was laughing like no you weren't you're not, a, you're not in fifth grade no one laughs like that yeah <laughs> that's what Brody would always say he's like you're, you're waiting for attention yeah <laughs> That's exactly it. I was it, just trying it. to help out. No, you weren't. I was just trying to help. Sometimes it's fun to fuck around with him, though. Yeah, it is. I think that's the only way he tells people that he's in the room is by doing something like that, and then it's like it's on you whether or not that, you want to like that, or when he's hosting, how he'll sit right, up right on front. the stage, yeah, <laughs> to let just, you know your time is oh done. Oh God. Oh, I'll hello, Don. How are you? I didn't help but notice you're the only person on the stage. With yeah, me. especially like like he really does make thirty percent of the audience when he comes in. It's just like <laughs> like not like everyone sees him coming. He's way more than right just up. one guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He probably represents like five people. He's a big guy. He's a, he's a powerhouse. Yeah, he's you got a deep voice. Feel too. him coming in, and there's always Mary Jane sitting next to him. So it's like everyone turns and looks, and he just sits there. I was gonna wrap it up, Don. I was going to wrap it up. He hasn't it's talked good. to me in weeks. Really? So when he weeks, sees you, he'll just like just ignore nothing. you? nothing. Just nothing. Comedy Store is such a place for babies. I know. It is know. a place for and by babies. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, Bar- Barris and Brody fight so hard that you're like, guys, neither one of you are right. You're not wrong. Just neither one of you are right. Right, right. That's, like, that's it exactly. No, nobody cares about anything you're talking about. No one's wrong here. And, yeah, and just uh, no shut one's up. Right here. Just shut up. He also, I mean, to Don's, I mean, Don is also like one of those crazy geniuses too. Uh-huh. So it's like you you kind of expect that kind of behavior from a, from a crazy genius. From a crazy genius, like, he's yeah. a kid, you know. And I think those are like the funniest comedians. Like they they've tapped into their inner eight year old. Yeah, their inner first grader. And, like, he has not been able to let go of that. Yeah, he's like, Dice is like that, too. Is I heard it? one of Dice's answering machines once, and it was like this. He goes, And you're like, if you're not going to grow up by now, you're like 50, then it's just not going to happen. That's not happening. I, I thought it gave me hope. I think, does Dice, uh, when was the last time you went out with Dice? Have you ever gone out with him? On the road? Yeah. No. Never. Hear- he talked about it once when I was working the booth. Uh-huh. What you hear? What I hear? Like when you go to an airport with him, he just jacks a bunch of shit. He steals constantly from <laughs> everywhere. He calls it the pro deal. The and pro deal. The pro deal, and he'll just try to um, overwhelm like the clerk into giving him free stuff. Oh, because he's Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 no. I got the pro deal. They're like, uh, it's you know for these, you know, porcelain plates, it's one hundred and thirty-six dollars. He goes, no, 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 no. It's, it's the pro deal. I'll pay you seventy-five. And, and this clerk is like, that. what? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's a pro deal. It's just, it's cash though. I'll pay cash. And like, I don't know. I like, come on, come on. You know who I am. It's just, it's, you on. know who I am. Yeah, it's just this weird. He'll just overpower people into giving them these deals. He'll get like six pizzas for the price of one, and he doesn't even want them. Pro deal. Yeah, he'll he'll just uh, he just takes shit too off yeah. the racks. Oh yeah, yeah, just steal. And he's got millions he enjoys of going dollars. Seven Eleven. Uh huh. He, he enjoys going to Seven Eleven just taking. It's literally fun for him. It's that thrill. Yeah. It's like whenever, like, you see those celebrities, like, what was that girl's name? Uh, oh, Winona Ryder? Yeah. Like, she's a 
klepto. That's what they call. Oh it. yeah, kleptomania. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like you oh yeah, she just it, likes it. You just like it. There's that something was kind of hot about that. Too. Oh, a girl shoplifting. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. They did it on what nine hundred two nine hundred two and zero as well. Blonde, oh, I the hot blonde, that. early, early. Yeah. And then Kelly, no, not Kelly. Who's the black hair girl? Who's such a cunt in real life? Uh, sh- the, sh- the one that Shannon Doherty. Shannon plays? Doherty. I, yeah. I can't remember. Shannon Doherty was the good girl, and then the blonde girl. I think Kelly, not Kelly Kapowski. Wait, was it different. the blonde girl that with the uh, big time dad? What's what was her big time dad? Her dad is like a what? What was her name? Um, her, her she dad, was. On, she was on a show later with a black kid, a black guy, and a girl, hmm. and a younger girl. One of those Disney teeny boppers. Have you watched the new 90210? No, I saw one episode in the beginning because I was interested. I was like, ooh, 90210. Then I realized how shitty 90210 was when I was, yeah. when I was, I was just in high school. Right. That's I why. Was a, I was a little kid. My parents watched it. Yeah, but these rich girls. Oh, really? How old's your mom and dad? Uh, my mom's 46. What? Oh, wait, 47. Okay. So is my dad. I think um, my dad's forty six. Actually, am I closer to age than your parents? Yeah. Yeah, they were probably in college. I was like a, I was like a sophomore, freshman, sophomore, junior during nine hundred two and zero. That means they were just graduated. They were like twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were probably watching. So it that was like kind of more real for them. Yeah. Yeah, but she shoplifted, and then and then the Shannon Doherty had to also, and she got in trouble. She's like, "What's well, these bad kids? These influence." I remember that. I kind of remember that. And then I remember they were going to kill somebody off. They're like, in two weeks, on 90210, someone oh dies. God. And you're what like, the, what? What was the plot line for that show? I mean, I know they're all in Beverly Hills. For the whole show? Okay. Yeah. Um, the Walshes, Adam Walsh and Brenda. Brenda. Okay. Brenda Walsh. That was Shannon Doherty's girl's name. They got this job offer. They were living in Minnesota. The dad got a job offer at some um, ad agency in Beverly Hills. Now, that does not explain why they had to live in Beverly Hills also and go to school there. That's kind of silly. You can, why you can, not? You can commute to work. Uh, but, yeah, they got a place in Beverly Hills in, in the hood. Maybe they got them a place. I don't know. But they weren't really rich. They were just getting by. Uh, although it's ridiculous because you're afford a house that's in Beverly Hills. That means you live in Beverly Hills. Right. you're a rich Beverly Hills person. But I guess they were the, like the, the poorest ones. And then it was just how many rich people there were around them. So they were the poorest of the rich people. Of the rich people. Like, oh, we only have a, you know, three-bedroom house <laughs> instead of, yeah, yeah. you know, we in, only had in Beverly cars. Hills. Yeah, yeah. they all had a car. I used to live in Beverly Hills, a studio really? apartment. Really? Yeah. I was the poorest person in Beverly Hills. <laughs> I like that. Damn proud of it. I was the worst uh, athlete in, in uh, NCAA yeah. sports for one year. Were you really? Yeah. What did you play? I played golf. It, shut it was, up. I played golf, Division Three golf at Yeshiva University. Do people know this about you? I don't know. You've, I've, I had no idea already. Yeah. I lettered. Whoa. I got a letter. So out of like all the really good golf Well, it was players, the worst division in, in, in golf. Okay, I hear Division you. Three, and it was And it was one of the worst teams. It's pretty much anybody who wanted to be on the team, like you're on. At Yeshiva If you have your own clubs Like you're, you could be on uh, oh We God. needed to have eight people Usually had like seven or eight Or you know It's like we were right there uh, We didn't have a home course Like University of Maryland Has a home course And they'll play uh-huh. tournaments there They'll go to other people's Colleges for tournaments um, um, But yeah We practiced at a driving range Or we just took out um, Like 
we just pitched a little bit in the front lawns of the college. We just pitched, like, towards further on Wait, the lawn. Wait, so how did you get to this position? Like, where did he play golf in base? Or uh, I'm sorry, in high I mean, school? I knew how to play golf. I wasn't good. And so I that was, means out of everyone we know, you're probably the best golfer. Are you better than Court? No. He just didn't play in college. He went to a college, Oklahoma, Have that had a division. Court? Yeah. Court's like a one or two handicap. Or, excuse me, I think it might be a negative one. So, you could actually hold your own, though, kind of. Not against Court. Yeah, but, but if you had to go play golf with some professionals. Here's what I could do. I would not, I would be embarrassingly bad. But I would not embarrass myself in terms of slowing down or knowing how um, carpool lane or knowing um, the rules. Your best bet then yeah. would, would be to not tell if you ever go golfing with professionals. Yeah. Like, don't tell anyone that you played in the NCAA. Oh, I don't. Like, like, And they won't believe me when they hear it. Yeah. Unless I'm you really do bad. really good. If you do really good, then you could drop that. I shot a 143 once um, during this tournament. A good score would have been in the 80s. Um, a bad score would be in the 90s. I shot a 143. And I remember my coach just laughing at me. as I There was this, there was this lake they had to drive over, your first shot. It was like 120 yards to clear the lake. Not that far off the tee. And uh, I hit it and flubbed it. Because, of course, when I saw a lake, I'm like, oh, I'm getting nervous. I know. And I flubbed it, and it didn't reach the lake. It went like 15 yards, like on the ground, and stopped short of the lake. Wow! So I had my next shot. So I like took that, and then I hit that in the lake. Uh. Had to take a drop, hit it in the lake again, then like sliced it around the lake. And my coach was on the floor laughing, and I'm like, "You're not giving me confidence." Jeez, you're a jobber. Yeah. Like the Brooklyn brawler of golfing. Yeah, it was just really bad. Eddie the Eagle. Um, Remember Eddie the Eagle? No. He was a, on the England um, long jump team. Oh, my God. For skiing. And they didn't have a ski program, what really. What was his story? He was just always made the Olympics because he was, like, the best one in England. But he yeah. was just not just good. Horrible. He would never medal. He would just do it to say, like, I, I, I was in the Olympics, you know? Yeah, that's Eddie funny. the Eagle. I you got to love him. the guy that's the best at being the... He's like, hey, my country's mediocre. not good, but I'm good for my country. Good for yeah. the country. I was good for me, but... I wasn't good. Those no. are the kind of those are the kind of like athletes I root for. Oh, the, the bad guys ones. That are, well, yeah, Rudy. You know, I mean, if you're in a pro sport, you're you're you're, you're better than anyone that you know outside of that sport. You know what I mean? Norm Norm had a show at a sitcom where with the, with one of the sister from um, Roseanne, where he played a former NHL player. He played like four or five years in the NHL. Norm McDonald. Yeah, and then somebody was like, "Norm, you sucked." His name was Norman. I think so, but I don't know. Was it the show Norm? Maybe. What is that? Wasn't there a show called? Maybe. Norm? Maybe that's what it was. Could be. And he goes, I, I didn't suck. I, I just sucked compared to professional yeah. hockey players. I was actually quite good, but yeah, compared to professional hockey players, I was, I was really bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I, overall, I was great. I love any anyone that could kind of do a Norm. Impression. impression that wasn't terrible that was wasn't pretty horrible. bad i mean i, I get I it i heard bits of him in there but i'm not good at impressions yeah you really got to just commit to yeah. it yeah i don't know how i don't know how to do impressions those people amaze me or I, sing i love i love watching people do impressions 
Really? Yeah, that cracks when, me when up. When they're good I, at it, I'm like, that's amazing. You sound like another person. Exactly. You're turning into that person. You're like Shang Tsung. You're like what? Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. What does he do? Well, he would turn into all the other characters. Oh, so he could be whatever he fighter he wanted. He could be anyone. Be. Like, you could be fighting him as an old man, and then he'll turn into Sub-Zero. Whoa. Freeze your ass. And then he'll turn into uh, Sonya Blade. And like, They had a character like that on Heroes. The brother, the senator brother, could become whoever he wanted to, whoever he touched last. Yeah, it's, his kind superpower. Of a, it's kind of a generic power. Like yeah. It's like Mystique from X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's like a spy. It's a spy power. Yeah. I mean, that was where they lost me on Heroes. First episode. The mother. Who's they married. lost you on the first episode. Yeah, I mean, I still watched for another year and a half, but I was like, this is a suspect writing. The mother got caught for shoplifting. She was married to a senator. She was like a, a New York, like a, de- a debutante. She was like, you know, in the upper class of New York. She mm-hmm. got caught shoplifting. And the son, who's running for Senate, came down to the prison. You know, they called him directly. It was like, come get your mom out of here. We're not going to call anybody. He's like, mom, what are you doing? And her, uh, you know, her husband had died like six months earlier. Yeah. The, the guy's father, her husband. She goes, I just wanted to feel something. And I was like, come on, uh, writers. Come on. Do your fucking jobs. I mean, maybe I, there's I wanted something to feel there. again. No, I never followed up. I watched the whole season. It was just like But I wonder shitty. if that's like a real thing, though, like in real life. I guess so, but no one says that. Like it's... When they're caught shoplifting, then nobody says, I, I just want to feel. feel. Shut All up. Right. Fucking Halle Berry did that in Monsters Ball. Like, I just want to feel something. When she's about to get fucked by some white guy. Whoa. Some old white dude. She's not going to feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to feel something. Send in another cock. Have you, uh, have you ever shoplifted? Oh, fuck yeah. When what I was, was little, I did all the time. Most expensive thing I shoplifted. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know I just took things. I would reason it out in my head. Sometimes that I was like, this costs more than it should. Uh, yes, of so course. So I was like, then that's silly. So I'm gonna, I remember get, I was into Gumby for a while. I was into a few things. <laughs> How old Gumby, are you? Batman, eh, sixth, seventh grade. Okay. I was just really into Gumby. I thought it was silly and funny. And, and I had this jackable. Gum- and jackable, yeah. So these, like, you know how those, th- the wire inside, like, a, you can, like, move their arms? Uh-huh. You know, and yeah, I know exactly it, you know, their about, legs yeah. and arms, put them in poses. So anytime I'd see those, I would steal Gumby or Pokey, I would take those. But they had this Gumby pen. It was like this novelty pen at like a Spencer's type store uh-huh. with a rope attached to the end so you could put it around your neck and it had Gumby all over it. And it was like $5.99. I'm like, for a pen? No, I'm stealing this. Yeah. But it was like, you've priced it too high. If it was $2, yeah, I could pay for it. Yeah, they'd understand. Yeah, but um, I would take belts. I remember like if you had belts uh, that were on some other pair of pants, you could put it on the pair of pants you're trying on and then just walk out with those. Yeah. Um, with the ones you bought. Um, I didn't really steal expensive stuff. Me and my friends were professional thieves. What'd you take? Bit. Oh, everything. Like what? We had all these, we had all this, we had built technique to, like CDs. There yeah. was a Tower Records. CDs. Kind of a, that was a tough, because I always felt like they had the thing in the inside. Well, the, you just, the, the technique that we developed was, um, you have one hand, right? Yeah. In that one hand, you're ripping apart the plastic. In the other hand, you're browsing through other CDs. So it looks like... You're moving and doing Yeah, things. yeah. You can't tell that you're actually uh, jacking something with this hand. Yeah. So you, you would get good at taking off the plastic and then um, peeling off the sticker, which was the hardest part. And yeah. then you just kind of rip it open enough to take the CD out. So you're only jacking the CD. There's that, and then we would go, like, you know, like, when you walk out the exit, they had the the machine there that you had to go through? Oh, yeah, that's, that's TSA. Like, that's the tough part. Well, um, it only go, it's only so tall. 
Yeah. So we would just put a bunch of uh, CDs and DVDs up in our in our hoodie or our hat, and just oh, really, we'd go over the over the sensor. Wow. I mean, I know I've I've thrown stuff around it before. Like you just walk, oh, yeah. you, you like toss it up a little yeah, bit, yeah. and then move your hand back in and catch it yeah. as you go through. I had a buddy that got really good at like you know the. Um, when you have like an iPod, like those the displays, how they have like they're connected to the cord. Uh huh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He somehow found a way to bypass that. What do you mean? I don't know how he did it, but he used to like take like, uh, like metal clippers or something. No, he would like he didn't have any tools. I don't know what he did. Like I think he found a way because like untie it. I don't know, man. Like it's like glued kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah. So it maybe had something to do with that, but he would walk out Snap with snap it off. Oh yeah, like he would just—he would walk out with some cool shit. Actually, one time, me and him, um, we had seen Star Wars Episode Three. Yeah. And we developed this huge crush on Natalie Portman. Okay. So we decided to go into a Tower Records and steal every Natalie Portman movie that there is. <laughs> so between the both of us, we got every everything they had on Natalie Portman. And and the, what's really shocking here was like that was the plan going into it. Yeah. Um. So we knew that we'd have to go around and like literally find every Natalie Portman First, movie. Yeah, in different but sections. But since Star Wars three had just came out, they were promoting her at this Tower Records. So there was one display with all the Natalie Portman oh, movies. Oh wow! All together, this made our job simple. We just like grabbed all of them from there. And I like when they reissue a movie and um, and just put whoever the star was that had a bit part in it. But he became a star. In, like, oh yeah, yeah, Twelve years yeah. later, and then like just feature him all over the box. Yeah, like Nicolas Cage. And, yeah. Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, he did one scene, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Hand. Um, so we got, like, we had all these DVDs, like, in our pants and our shirts. And my buddy Manny was, like, good at, like, taking the, the sensor out, like, the magnet on the inside. Like, this yeah. is after years of developing the art of stealing. <laughs> he got so good. So, like, he had thought he'd taken all the magnets out. So uh-huh. I trusted him. Yeah. So we walked out. The plan was we're going to walk through the sensor thing alone, right out the door in our car, and we're leaving, never looking back. Don't look back, yeah. As soon as we walked out, as soon as we... It didn't even take one step out, the alarm goes off. What'd you do? Well, I froze, and Manny was like, oh, what'd you jack? And just walked away. Got away clean. Um, The guy came up to me and was like, all right, man, what did you steal? I said, nothing, man. He's like, all right, I'm going to check. He's like, go ahead, check me. And he starts to kind of like, um, like play with my belt, like he's gonna undo my belt, and we yeah. both just got so weird. He's like, "Oh fuck it, just go." <laughs> so we left with a bunch of Natalie Portman. Because here's people. the thing: I realize now, those guys who work at the store, we're like, they uh, don't I mean, care. Kids. Yeah, they're getting paid by the hour. Yeah, why would they care? So unless it's like a mom and pop shop where you're like, you're stealing this from me. Yeah. Then like, what, what am I gonna do? Yeah, it's like I don't know. Somebody stole something. That, that's the thing too. Is like we would we would justify it in that oh it's a corporation they don't uh-huh. need. It. I Absolutely. mean they, they they could handle it. Absolutely. Which we were wrong because there's no more Tower Records anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So we took down the man. But it wasn't like somebody's like oh I feel it. It was like somebody just sold off their interest in it. Some guy who owned it, like yeah. I mean same as Blockbuster. But if you stole from Blockbuster, it's like I don't care about the guy who owns the Miami Dolphins. Right. Losing some yeah, he's money. He's doing fine. Yeah. But uh, I, I stole. Um, I mean, the worst thing I stole was at this, these UNC North. Carolina, I liked the Tar Heels a lot when I was in high school. The what? The North Carolina Tar Heels. Really? Yeah, I was just a huge Tar Heels fan. Wait, what? Were you? You're not even from there. Well, I lived there till fourth grade. Oh, okay, okay. From three months till fourth grade, I lived in North Carolina, and then fourth grade, 
on other than Maryland, but I already like developed this this liking for a lot sure. of Carolina teams. So at four or fourth grade? Fourth grade, yeah. Right. But this is after fourth grade. This is like seventh, eighth grade. Yeah. I'm with my mom in a mall, and there's these North Carolina sunglasses. So ugly. The the sides are like white with like light blue writing on it, mm-hmm. and the fronts are like that light blue. Yeah. Uh, with like a, a a white like UNC or something. Ugh, they were just so gross. But I wanted them. My mom was walking ahead of me, and I picked them. I was like, oh, Carolina sunglasses. And I saw her walking ahead of me, and I was like. There's no tags. All right, let's try it. And I just walked behind her. And as I was going through the door, I was like, are you crazy? If you get caught now, your mom is right Right there. there. There'll be no getting out of it. Oh, no. But I didn't get caught. Oh. Yeah. You still have them? I did. I think they're at my parents' house still. I did for a long time. Oh, man. I just stole all sorts of little playing cards. Do you ever feel bad? Because I started feeling bad. Oh, really? Yeah, I stole uh, Tekken. Uh huh. Um, from a Fry's Electronics. Yeah. And I got home and played it a little bit, and I don't know what came over me. I was just like, God, man, I stole this. Oh, I got. You brought it back. I took it back. And you told them I stole no, it. No, I just put it back where it was open. Like I just put it right back where I found it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I remember when uh, that better. Simpsons where uh, where where Bart steals like Bloodsport or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah. But I remember the uh, the best. We quoted this for like five years afterwards. When when um, the other mom was just there. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go. Yeah, she was like, there was she was like looking down at him. Like she must have, he must have a terrible mother. And then her son's like, shut up, mom, <laughs> idiot, mom. And he goes, he goes, get me this. And he goes, I want my own. I'm not sharing with Caitlin. And we just thought Caitlin was the funniest white trash entitled name. That's so funny. I'm not sharing with Caitlin. Just shut up, funny. idiot, mom. Stupid. Gavin, don't you already have this game? No, mom, you idiot. I have Bloodstorm and Bone Squad and Bloodstorm 2, stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. We'll take a Bone Storm. Well, get two. I'm not sharing with Caitlin. Have, let me ask you this Have you ever gotten anything stolen from you? Yeah. Really? Well, okay. So there's two things. When I was in Israel, I remember I stole, I stayed at my my cousin's, well, I stayed at my aunt and uncle's. Um, when I was there with my parents once, this wasn't when I was living there, but when I was, when I was there, when I can, you know, fourth, fifth grade, whatever mm-hmm. it was, second grade, maybe, maybe second grade. And I was, we all stayed in different beds, you know? And um, so me and my brother, I think, stayed at my aunt and uncle's house. Um, where my cousins used to live, but they had grown up. And then my dad and mom stayed at my grandparents' house, which is like a few blocks away in Pertigva. And um, I found this this comb. It had it was a Palomino comb. It had this weird like picture of a pony on it, but in like different colors. Like the head was all red, and the body was all, it was just cool. I wanted it, and it was my cousins. It was Gills, Gills. Um, and I, I, whatever, I took it. Yeah. So that I don't like doing because it's like someone I mean, you, you know. You really stole from. Yeah. And then my dad later was like, "Where'd you get this?" At my softest oh, house. Oh my god. And uh, and I was like, "Oh." And he goes, "Did you get this from? Where'd you get it?" And I was like, I don't know, "Wow." It's from you know, and maybe I said or like mumbled through it. And so he found out where it was. He goes, "Go give it back. Tell him you stole it." Oh my god. And I was like, "What? Oh, please don't make me do that. Please don't make me do that." <laughs> And uh, he was like, you're doing it. You can't steal, especially from your family. Oh, Go tell him you sorry. stole it and give it back. I know. It's a lesson. I learned it, though. I had to give it back to him and tell him I stole it. 
Meanwhile, it was a comb that he left at his parents' house after he moved out. Right, right. He didn't really care. Yeah. But just the lesson learned. Sure. God, it was hard. But then, when I was living there later, when I was in yeshiva, and I remember staying at my um, at my uh, Safta's house, my grandmother's house. My, fa- my grandfather had already died. I was just staying there uh, for the weekend. And uh, my my little cousin, Maoz, my cousin once removed, my cousin's... It wasn't Gil. It was his older sister's son. I was at my house and I had these... You know how they had the new quarters that they had like the different... When those came out, they were all like awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, the different states. You're like, right. whoa, I see a Utah. So they had these five shekel pieces and they had these new pictures of Golden Meir on them in like these weird lines. They were cool. They were new. And um, and I saw it there and I saw him playing with them and like, look at these. And he's like, oh, cool. And then um, later... Like two hours later, I went back to the bed stand and, and it wasn't, he was gone and that, that five shekel piece wasn't there. Oh my God. And I wasn't, I didn't care. It was five shekels, it was about $2. Right. Like I really didn't care. That's karma. About the money. But I was like, well, what should I do here? What would you do? Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like at this, what, what would, would I do? do right now? Right now? About, well, yeah. you know what? I, I mean, like I, like I said, I've stolen before. And yeah. I just, that's, uh, I mean, that's the way the universe works, I guess. Yeah. You know? Like, I have to, I mean. Yeah. Well, I have my to thought take was, it. here's this, oh, I'll take it, definitely. I didn't care about the loss. But my thought was, like, here's this, you know, nine, ten year old kid uh-huh. stealing. So I was like, I, I told the, the, his mom. I told, told my his cousin. Mom? Yeah. I was like, listen, oh, it's not, I don't care one way or the other. I don't give a like it doesn't bother me at all. I'm just letting you know as a mom, like Whoa. This is what he does. So do whatever you want. I'm just wow, like, it's totally saying. fine. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I really don't care. Fake telephone fake uh phone what? tower. How do you know that? Because it looks so fake. Oh yeah, that? Yeah. Oh wow. Fake fake phone tower. Good eye. They just put them in residences so it doesn't ugly up the neighborhood with a phone tower. Yeah. They just make them look like trees. And so um, later Maybe the next week or two weeks later, whatever it was, um, I got a knock. I was staying at my grandmother's and she wasn't there or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a knock on the door and uh, I opened it up and it was my O's. It was a little kid. And he just had his head down and he just handed me a five shekel piece. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and he felt so bad. <laughs> and I knew what it was. And it, first of all, it wasn't the one with Golden Meir's picture on it. <laughs> um but yeah, I knew what happened. She told him like you can't steal. You have wow. to go get it back to him. Did you say anything to him? Like I was like, okay, I've man. Been here before. No, I just like okay. But I probably would have told him later. Or if he was older, I probably would have like, look, man, I used to do it too. Yeah. You just can't steal from family. Yeah. Um, if you want things, it's like they're they're not yours. I don't know what I would tell him. I, I mean, certain things like that, like teaching your kid, I leave up to the parents. Yeah. I'm like I don't know if I could catch a kid masturbating or something. I'm like I'll just tell their mom. I'm not gonna. No. Like, not tell on them, your dad or something. No. To be like, look, your kid's masturbating in public. Oh, in public? Yeah. I mean, that's different. No, not if I walk in on them. Okay. But I was like, if he needs a lesson, if they're like, well, what do you do when they're wait, wait, girl? So what, what kind of scenario can you picture where you'd walk in on your cousin masturbating in public? If you just start doing it in public. Just like like where? Rubbing. I don't know. Watching TV. If you didn't know what it was. I didn't okay, know what it was public. when I started. No, with everybody else in the room. Oh, with everyone else in the room? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I would like nudge. I'd be like, like look, the, uh, I don't want to teach you here. This yeah. isn't my place. 
I, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know how religious you want to get this kid. I think I would kid. let it go. If, if I saw a oh, yeah, of most of the time I would let it go. in public, I would just be like, you know what? That kid's going to, you know. I mean, goddamn, I'm sure I've jerked off in public somewhere. Yeah. Like, what's public? I don't know, around people. Uh... I don't know, like at a fucking, I don't know, when a little kid is out on the street and he just yeah, starts jerking kid, it. He's not all, I mean, if he was in his 20s. Yeah, it's not super gross, but it's enough that where it's like, hey, should someone tell him that that's not supposed to be? That's not where you do that? Yeah, well, like Rogan has a bit about how his kid put like two fingers up her vagina and one finger up her butt. What? Just facing him, no, no clothes. It's like if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting involved in that's this. That's hilarious. But. I might tell him like, "Hey, dude, your kid is touching your pussy <laughs> in public, and I don't. Whatever you want to handle, it's up to you." That's so funny. I'm always afraid of getting caught halfway through teaching a kid about something, and then it makes it seem like I'm somehow involved. Well, yeah. I, people I don't get know, weird man. with I just their think, kids I just about think, raising uh, them right. Like, I don't need to teach any of these kids lessons. Yeah, I'm yeah, you're you probably right. Just like, yeah, let it all. Let's let them They'll be however they be. If they're my kids, you know. Where else did you steal? If it was yeah. my kids, I'd show them all the good places to jerk off. <laughs> yeah. Just corners, man. Go in corners. Yeah. People don't notice you as much. Closets, man. Yeah. Keep your hands in your pants. If you go through your pocket, cut a hole in that. If you're going to be outside, no. just, you know, you can find like an alley or a rooftop. Have you ever jerked off through uh, through um, uh, your pocket? Um, I have. I'm remembering now that I have. Like to the point where you actually come. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have not. But, like, you know how you jerk off in socks? We just talked about yes. this. Um, me too. I'm proud of and it. And so the, the feeling you get of the sock gently moving around mm-hmm. your cock. Oh, I can see how it's the same. Yeah, just you, you grip lightly. It's with, ha- I with wear the skinny fabric. jeans. It's harder. Oh, yeah, that is harder. It's nice if you have a long pocket. Right. A lot of pocket room. Girls can't really do it. Um, so where else do you steal? Okay, well, uh, yeah, so we I fucking butt-raped Tower Records. Uh, you know, walking into a lot of... I mean, I guess walking into movies isn't stealing. Um, no, but that counts as something. Yeah. That counts as something. It's not like fully shopping. You know what? I used to never pay for any concert I'd go to. And How I would you get in? always find a way in. There's How? always a way, man. There's always a way. Uh, I used to go to Warp Tour, like, every summer. and um, Really? Yeah. I'd hop the, uh, I would just hop the fence and run into the crowd. What are they going to do? Hop the, f- oh yeah, once you're in the, the crowd. Hop the fence and run. And also, and just sprint. And you know, I would always You have, wouldn't go casually? I would never go alone. It would always be like a group of us and like a few dudes would get caught, you know? And, and then would, just, they tr- would they try to get back in or were they? Survival you know? of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah, like, but there's no getting back in. I mean, unless sometimes you could find a way to get back in. Dude, one time. Well, the most the fence again. The most brilliant way I snuck into Warp Tour, I got there, um, like the night before like where I knew where I kind of because they had it at the same place in Long Beach every uh-huh. year and I knew like where all the buses would be so I got there the night before me and like three friends got there the night before and slept in our car and uh, when we woke up we were backstage like all the buses parked around us oh wow so we, I literally just opened the door I'm, I'm in Warp Tour wow like woke up at Warp Tour that's cool um Staples Center uh so Staples Center I, you snuck into? Well, so I went, I paid to get in to watch uh, Robitaille get his jersey. Um, Luke Robitaille? Yeah. Yeah, okay. when he got his his jersey retired. From the Kings? Yes. Um, but then I snuck down because I really wanted to meet him, and I had, like, horrible seats, but I just really wanted to meet Luke Robitaille. Um, so I 
I found a way to sneak all the way down to the bottom, like under the ice. Yeah. And this is just through kind of like getting lucky and like walking past security guards. A lot of it's pretending like you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, that gives yeah. you confidence. Um, but what I did there, I, I found where like all the employees keep their employee uniforms. What? So I took an employee uniform and put it on. And I was walking anywhere. And I kept it with me. And I would go back to the Staples Center for things and walk down where uh, the cars go down. Like people that are like working at the Staples Center, they park. Yeah. There's like a ramp to go down that, under. Uh-huh. And I would just walk in with the uniform. And they just and, figured. And I, I just, I was in. And I lost that uniform because I loaned it to Jimmy Pidd. Um, because he wanted to sneak into Van Halen. I was like, well, I got this way to get it. And it worked for him. Yeah. And I never saw that uniform again. You never got it back from him? No. Oh, Pid. Yeah. Well, also, he would put it on. And, and that was gross. And I actually don't know if he got in. What, um, what I just was his know real I name? I it to him. Uh, oh, I just thought about this the other day, actually. It's... Uh, Luke something? No, 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 no. It's it's like it's, it's actually not. not it's not, it's not Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. It's like Jimmy Pid was like he was like trying to mix Jimi Hendrix and uh, Mr. Pib. I don't, know. I don't know what the Pid was for. What was his Pitiful. name? What was his real name? Um, Robert. Oh, I'm so close. I'm so close. If Pid was listening to this, he'd be like, "Keep going." It's like Robert, not Pl- Schmuda Pl- or something like. Yeah, Schmeda. Schmeda. I don't know, something. Robert Schmeda. Robert Schmeda. I don't know. I, it's weird, you guys. I was just thinking that the other day for some reason. I was like, "What was that guy's real name?" Yeah. Um, it's so weird that Jenny Pib was a fake name. Where do we at? You know what happened to me though? After what? all that stealing shit, my what? house when I lived with my dad um, yeah. in high school, our house got ransacked. Yeah, but so you think it's because of your shoplifting? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's like you know, like it what goes around comes around. Yeah, I guess so. But you would have gotten ransacked for regardless. Ramps, it was so scary. I I came in, yeah. I walked in, and like everything in the because I used to get off school really early, yeah. so I'd get there before my dad or my brothers, and uh, everything was just torn apart. Really? Yeah, just torn apart. And oh. um, I'm like walking around like what the fuck, and I go to the back, and. Um, the entrance to the garage is in the back of the house and I get up to there and I could hear people in the garage <gasps> so I'm like fuck that ran out called the cops and what happened they came investigated they were uh, already gone though yeah but they jacked so much shit they jacked so much shit you know what's crazy though like they got like my dad's computer they got brother's GameCube. yeah um, they took a synthesizer that I had but I had like a bass guitar and like a PlayStation. Like they actually really took it easy on me, like my room. Like <laughs> oh, somehow yeah. I was off the hook. You got off karma. I got off, but all my family got just, they just got raped. Insurance oh. took care of it. I got a new iPod. Oh yeah, so totally so fine. It was, it was cool. But That's you know, it was, nice. it was interesting because like the cops were trying to, were they're like, well, has, has anybody been coming around? Have you seen anything suspicious lately? And I, I said no, but then I started thinking about it like a week earlier. Um, I was at home during the day, and the doorbell rang, and I opened it, and it was these two guys, and they looked like they worked somewhere, you know? They had, like, their name... Th- name they, tags? Yeah, they had, like, a name tag, and they, like, looked like they probably... They said that they were, uh, they said that they were tub inspectors. Tub inspector. Like, we're the tub inspectors. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. And like, yeah, your dad called. Uh, where's your bathtub? And I was, like, a dumbass high school kid. So it's like, wait, so you guys are tub inspectors? Uh, that sounds pretty legit right this way. 
So you show them where the tub is? show you where the tub is. So they go in there, and I'm just in my room, and they're inspecting the tub. And you just and, left uh, them? And then, yeah, just, I mean, I figured that these guys, look at man, their names were on their shirts. Yeah. All right? They're... They're professionals. Is, so you and the whole time they're just look casing it. They're like this kid's just letting us walk around I, in here. I mean, I guess they're just sizing the place up. I mean, Maybe that's the only thing. It was very weird. And they said they talked to my dad, so they left. And then later that day, I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Dad, uh, the tub inspectors came by." And he's like, "The fuck are you talking about? What tub inspectors?" And you think it was them? Yeah. This I mean, is who why else, who else? There's not even a such. There's not even a real job. The tub inspectors. I feel like this is the reason why people, as like some of our liberties get taken away by like TSA and and uh, and um, the the uh, you know how they can just arrest people without trial uh-huh. now and um, and just never try them or kill Americans. You know, they've signed all these bills to like to allow them to kill Americans without trial, without having to try to arrest them first. Yeah, just kill them, which is like. Um, Everyone just assumes like, oh, people in charge, they'll take, they'll be, they'll, they'll do it, right? Right. Like the tub inspector. <laughs> like I'm sure he's he's got it under control. Whatever, Legit. whatever he's got to do, he's doing. Yeah, he's inspecting the and tub. Just, now, what do I know about tubs? You just take it all for granted. Like, oh, the people in charge will take care of it, but that, they won't. They're just thieves. They're just yeah, regular I mean, thieves and people. Any of us could dress up like a tub yeah. inspector. Yeah, any of us. That's what TSA is. They're just tub inspectors. They're just like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking search through your shit for no reason you know at what? all. Here's my thing. I hear you talk about the... I'm a tub inspector. I hear you talk about TSA a bunch. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm so, like, when it comes to flying and shit like that, like, yeah. I'm just going to go through whatever the motion, whatever the protocol. You fly a lot. I see how you can see the patterns and see what's Oh, I definitely know. It's, like, easier just to go through, but it's, like, you don't... You shouldn't have to. They're, they're searching you when you haven't done anything wrong. They, right. We have this rule in America where unless you're... Unless they have a reason to suspect you... They can't search you. Yeah. Well, you know. And then they'll just search for everything. And then they do it in bus stops, too. They're doing a bus and train terminals. Look at that plane coming through the clouds. Yeah, I saw it go in there. I love that. Um, uh, Yeah, I would would like them more if they've ever stopped a terrorist. But they've never stopped a terrorist. They've never caught anyone. Oh, did they catch that guy with a bomb in his underwear? No. They caught him when he tried to set it off on a plane. Oh, they got him. People on the plane stopped him. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't catch him. He got right through. They got lucky. Wow. No, he didn't catch... They didn't, they've never caught anyone trying or even doing anything. They've never caught anybody. I do, like... You know when they, they have that machine that looks at you naked? Uh-huh. When I'm in line for that, yeah. I try to pop a boner. Oh, nice. So they could see my boner. Yeah, and they said, like, well, you know, nobody's inspecting it. But then they've shown people, like, looking at naked pictures on the off-site place and just laughing at them. <laughs> You're just like ah, look at that you guy's know body. You would. I know I would too. <laughs> That's why we shouldn't have that power. You're right. You're because right. I don't want. I don't want somebody laughing at my mom's body. You're too irresponsible. Yeah. There's no reason for them to fucking respect this, and they'll never get fired because they fucking look I, out I for themselves. How you get that job. If you got off the military and you can't find a job, you can oh. get a job that way. Okay. It's pretty much a charity job. They don't need it done. They don't actually accomplish anything or do anything. But it's a way to give sixty five thousand people. Have you ever a talked job. to one of these people? Like, how to? Mm-hmm. You got to get one of these guys on your podcast. I'm trying to get one on podcast. I ask them a lot, but it's tough when they're there. They say they're not allowed to do any interviews really? at all. Which is like, why are you not allowed to do any interviews about your job? Yeah. Why is that? Huh. Anyway, whatever. It's a whole separate thing. I really hate them. I see through what they're doing. Um, and they see through what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I've talked to them. Sometimes I talk to them calmly. I'm like, you shouldn't be doing this job. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you shouldn't do this. You should you find open another up way. That kind of dialogue mm-hmm. with them. Like, you should find another. I talked to this one guy. He was searching my stuff. They had they pat me down for like like a extra um, pat down. Like you've been randomly selected. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And so one of them was like, Can I, where where are you headed today? I'm like, why do you have to know that? 
why are you asking me questions about my personal life? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you don't want to tell me? I'm like, no, I just don't see any reason why I have to. Do I have to explain this to you? He goes, can I see your ticket? I'm like, why? I showed it to the person before I got in line. Oh, my God. Are you- I can't be in here without. So what are you looking? What are you registering on me? They have these people where they shows why and where they went to all their jobs. Like mm-hmm. this guy's like personal reasons. They have like files on people. Oh, wow. I'm like, why? Why? It doesn't really matter because like who cares where I'm going? But but you shouldn't be allowed to. Anyway, so I told this guy, I like, you shouldn't do this. I mean, you're really just like abusing Americans. And he goes, well, you know, I actually worked. I was serving in the military for eight years. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, then you know about pointless wars. I'm like, that's what you're doing here. He's like, no, we're ensuring your safety. And I told him, like, you know, you've never caught a terrorist. So and what he's like, hate, what about... What do you hate about it? Like, what is what is really the... I'm I not see, saying you're uh, yeah, wrong. Either. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to... I see everybody raising their hands and having to bow down. It looks like the fucking Holocaust checkpoints. It looks like the checkpoints in Israel when the uh-huh. Palestinians have to go through. Yeah. It looks like the same thing. They show your papers. Let me see. And right. people's main... Re- they're like, if you don't like it, don't fly. But I'm like, that's what they told the Rosa Parks. On the bus, it's such shitty reasoning. If you don't like it, don't don't have any problems with the way they're doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's these chat, and then they just they they touch people for no reason. And it's like you have no reason to suspect me. And the only reason you're doing these this, people want to do this job. I think it's like a shitty job. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's it's yeah. right up there. And with, so they'll uh, steal from inspector. you. They'll steal from you because like why wouldn't you? You have this shitty fifteen dollar an hour job, and so some people steal hundreds of thousands of dollars of stuff from mm-hmm. people. And you have no repercussions. If you complain about it, not the stealing, they'll fire people from stealing. Right. But if there was this one woman who, um, she didn't want to put her breast milk through the x-ray, and breast milk is on the list of stuff that doesn't have to go through the x-ray. Uh-huh. And so, they're like, you got to put it through the x-ray. And she's like, no, I don't. TSA guidelines. She tried to show it to them. They're like, no, ma'am, step back. They made her wait there for an hour and a half until she missed wow, her flight. Well, see, it, why didn't she just put it through? She doesn't want her baby drinking milk that's put through an oh, x-ray. Oh, okay. I hear that. And the TSA got... Like, you can say, like, why didn't she just put it through? But it's like, I don't have to put it through. Really, the question is, why is some guy who's not allowed to make me put this through making me put mm-hmm. this through? Well, let me ask you this. And a, hold on. A cop came over and said, listen, they told me before you came that you've been here before and they were going to try to fuck with you. Whoa. And so the only way they can get... The, if they tell me that you're resisting, then I have to arrest you. Wow. Um, so I say just go through their hoops. And so they just had to wait there for an hour and a half. People passed by not knowing what they were there for. And the, the, um, the supervisor came over and said, no, ma'am, you have to put it through there. And she goes, no, what are you talking about? Your guidelines say I don't. They made her go to the bathroom and put it into smaller, like empty out her breast oh, milk into yeah, smaller tubs in a public bathroom. And then when they asked for the footage of it, they gave her all but like 30 minutes of the footage. They wouldn't allow her to have all the footage. And it's like, well, who are wow. these people? Why are they in charge of yeah. us? They shouldn't be... Like, the police have internal affairs. Right. They have... If you do something illegal, you go to jail for it. That's fucked up. These people just never even get Let fired. Let me ask you this, though. What so, if- none of those people, for intentionally ignoring the guidelines, just uh-huh. to fuck with someone, make them lose their fight, none of them got in any trouble. Right. They found out who they were. The only trouble they got in is they had to go through remedial training again, which was for pay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, they all see their, see their friends steal and feel people up. Mm-hmm. And if they see a hot girl, they're like, oh, you've been selected for random screening. And it's like, these random people are in charge of us because we're all in a weird place on 9-11. Yeah. And it's like, they're there because of our security, because we want security, but they're not giving us security. Right. They're not even giving us the thing that they're taking too many of our liberties away for. Yeah. What if uh, you're in line and uh, ahead of you, there's like a bunch of, uh, how do I put this? Arabic looking people? Well... Is that what you were yeah. going to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, as of right how do, now, how do you think they should? Uh, should they go have to go through all the motion? Would you be more like? Would you appreciate it more if they were? Well, well here's them? here's what they do in like in like Israel, where they have really tight security. Mm-hmm. Um, they profile people. If yeah, they see somebody looking I mean. shifty. They start asking them questions. Here, because it's a government job, they can't do that. So they have to treat everyone the same. So if you see an Arab person looking shifty, it's like, oh, this is going to get me in trouble for profiling. So you're less likely to fuck with that person wow. than you are you. So these people have an us-against-them mentality. The yeah. TSA, and the them is no longer terrorists. The them is you and me. Yeah. The them is regular travelers. Yeah. They've never even had a rumor of somebody ever catching a terrorist. So then they're just like... We got to put these people in line. We got to keep them in their place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, your only job is, is stopping a plane from getting used as a missile. Right. And you're not doing that. So they have to do something. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. It is completely. Uh, lock the door. Lock the fucking cockpit door. Lock the door. Have like, like they have like police on the planes now too, right? Yeah. Do something. That's not, not searching everybody for doing nothing. I want to sit next to one of those guys. Yeah, me too. And see what they do. They yeah. don't do anything. They just sleep the whole time. Nothing happens. They just miss the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's why I fucking hate them. They're just, they're just not doing anything. They're just taking away our, our privileges, our rights, and they're getting worse and worse. There were supposed to be 16,000 people, and now there's 65,000. Ooh. They've built an army. Wow. And they all just look out for each other. Like, that is... Uh... Right before the sequester happened, you know the sequester? No. Where we, we, we can't make a budget, Obama and the, and the Republicans can't decide on a budget. Right. So that means the old budget stands and they have to like drop all this funding for things because uh-huh. they just don't have the money. Yeah. The day before that happened, when they were going to lose funding for research, for schools, they had to shut down the White, the shut down the White House uh, tour for little kids. Yeah. Like, we don't have money for some of this stuff. Wow. It's just done. The day before that, the TSA bought $50 million worth of um, uniforms. Oh, shit. And just so you know, for the 65,000 employees, they don't all wear uniforms. Some of them work in the offices. Oh. But let's just say each one of them got a uniform. That's $765 a person for uniforms that they ran in the day before because they knew they were going to have money for it. Yeah, that's That's shit. the kind of thing. Like, I don't see why they exist. That should just be privatized. Yeah. And then if they're shitty customer service people, like they all are, then I'm like, oh, TSA has a shitty customer service people at at TSA. I mean, not TSA. I mean, American Airlines has a shitty TSA people. Mm. So I'm not going to go there. I'll go to United. Where they treat you with more respect. And that would make American... Is that fucking, true? Is there, like, better yes. TSAs? And then American... No, they don't have that now. They should have that. And then America would go, fuck, we're losing customers because you guys are all shitty customer service people. Right. Be pleasant. Yeah. Be nice. Disney, everybody's nice. And it's secure there. Anyway. Do you know what this is? Well, that's an art school. That is. Yeah, and I think this might be connected with it because it's built up really well. The yeah, but that looks like a that. church. Like, look at it. There's a Ste- yeah, steeples. There's a cross up there. I don't quite and know what it is. there's angels on that glass. Maybe it is. Looks like a cult. Yeah. I don't know if it's connected to that because nothing's in that thing. Just some weird... It's like an architecture school. Oh, yeah, and then the Mother Teresa's on there. Yeah. That's some... It's definitely a church. I'd like to, I like to uh, sit in uh, or audit a cult meeting. Oh yeah, it'd be great just to see what it's all about. I wish I would have wanted to see one of the doomsday or cults. I would have wanted to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. What do you think that all those guys are thinking now? I wonder. I wonder if they've joined like, what are they new doing cults. With all their, uh, all their empty uh, 
bomb shelters. Yeah, I don't know. Storage? Storage, yeah, probably. Hoarding. I mean, they... Oh, wow, man. You think Maybe about it, probably, they, some are still probably holding on, like it's coming soon. Yeah. In Israel, everybody had, every, every uh, apartment building has a bomb shelter. Really? Yeah, so when they had the sirens go off, the air raid sirens, everybody just goes down to the shelter. And so you put stuff in there, a couch, because you have to be there so much. You yeah. put, like, video games and... Yeah, I'd kick it in the shelter. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. And then sometimes you use it as storage. In my yeshiva, they use it as storage. Um, but then left most of it open. So what else did you steal? I remember stealing a, what's it called? What's a kush ball? Remember those kush balls? Yeah. With all the little rubber bands poking out? I remember being in a Chesapeake knife and tool. Mm-hmm. Where all those, remember those metal games? Those metal puzzles? Yo, yeah, oh yeah. like a ring off yeah. the thing. It was so impossible, but you could figure it out. So they had all those, and I was playing with this kush ball in the store that was there and looking at all the games and I realized like as I was just tossing it up to myself I'm like oh I can just walk out of the store with this yeah it looks so normal that they'll never know and my thought was like even if they catch me I'll just go like I'll just pretend like I'll just feign ignorance I was like what oh my god I'm so sorry yeah cause like why would I steal a, a fucking koosh ball throwing it up in the air well you know what it is it, when you start stealing things I think it's hard to steal for the first time uh huh yeah then it's way more nerve wracking It's but after you do that I yeah. mean, you are just, you are on. And you just, like I said, it evolves. You get better at, you get so much more confident. Like, I remember yeah. going to merch tables and just taking shirts and... Oh, at bands places? Yeah, and that's oh, because really they're all shitty. looking around and just take? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very shitty, though. Yeah, because That's, like, comes from them. Those people need it. Yeah. Get, yeah, especially the smaller especially bands, like, the opening like, bands. like, selling your merch, you know, oh, yeah. like, doing merch on the road. Like, yeah. oh, man, like... Oh, like I need this. To get yeah, like, this, this is my is living. Like, yeah, it's not like Van Halen where you're like, ah, adding to the millions. Um, like, no, I make two hundred bucks. I was all about CDs though. Like I just thought, like, I mean, this is this is before like any of the cool torrents or anything like that. So I was like, I don't know. I just got really good at tearing that plastic off books. I still like uh, Barnes and Noble. And, yeah. Oh, we we had. There's this Barnes and Noble in Long Beach, and it, yeah. the design was retarded because there was a Starbucks connected to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, out the front, the entrance to the actual uh, uh, Barnes and Noble, like the the actual bookstore, um, there's a sensor, right? Yeah. But the Starbucks didn't have a sensor. You could literally take a book and walk into the Starbucks and out the Starbucks door. <laughs> Oh, so you just cut oh, all just, around it. Yeah, I'm just raping that place. This is how it was at the comedy store, where they had the system of checks and balances. They're like, uh, everyone who gets a ticket, you have to ring them up at a ticket. Now, if you give them a comp, then the door guy who's seating the people, they'll see it's a comp, and they'll ask, why is it a comp? You know, so it's oh, like yeah. checks and balances. Yes. Until you realize, like, well, if the door guy's in I, on it, too. I've always known about that, and I've yeah. gotten so close to... If the door uh, guy knows it, then you're like, just comp this guy, and we'll split the 20 bucks. Yeah. Just send him to the comp and take his 20. You don't even have to like let the door guy know. Like I remember when oh, I used you just to say it's, when you I used to work there. A few when comps, I used to work yeah. there. I had that. There was a few times where like I would do that. Really? And, but I would put the I would put it back. You put it money I back. Put the, I put the because then you end up they give you the cash. Oh right. You know, you're yeah. comp. It's like if they have cash. You don't tell them it's a comp. You tell them it's. No, yeah, you tell them. They place, think they're paying. And then you the, bring it up as a comp, so yes. the money never has to go in the till. Yeah. And I knew it. Someone told me that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, one a night, you could easily do that. Yeah, I ended up just, I would always put it back. This was like, Felt that was kind of years after I stopped stealing things. Yeah. Because that's when, it, I think I got to an age where I just felt, I felt the guilt. Yeah. Even Even from the, the whole, you know, the major corporation thing. Like that. You felt would, guilt there too. I, even, I just felt like I'm stealing. Like this has got to yeah. be, 
if it, it doesn't quite feel right. Yeah. You know? I uh, I never stole from the store just because I felt like this was my home and place. Yeah. And, and plus, I felt like if I got caught, then it's not worth the fucking however much I'm taking to never be a part of that place oh, again. Yeah. But oh, yeah. But what we would do is me and Sean Miller would work Sunday nights, the open mic night. You know how it's uh-huh. free before 9? Yeah. But that before 9 really was like before the showcases started at 9. Sure. So if they were running late and they didn't start the showcase until 9.30, it's like we still wouldn't. It's still open mic night. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't charge people for the open mic portion of the show. Of course not. You know? So it's like if it's like 9.30, it was still like, yeah, you can still get in oh, free. Oh, I hear you. And you'd take that cash? Or no, and so then sometimes we'd be like, well, we can charge right now or we could not. It's like a gray area. We could tell the customers like, it's okay. It's no cover yet. Yeah. Or we could charge them because it is after 9. So for one group... Just either one person or two people. It was only five dollars that night. We would charge them, ring it in as a comp, and then use that money to go get ice cream and Doritos to have dinner that night. Okay. And so that's what we'd eat. We just have one every Sunday. We'd have a one, and we felt like we were only stealing from the customer and not the store. You know, when I look back at it, all the times I didn't steal there, I always, yeah. it's like fuck. It, all the times that their checks have bounced on me, and I've just oh like, yeah, fucked. yeah, you know, yeah, or people like you. Smash your car in the parking lot, uh, and you have to just deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> like oh no, I didn't do that that much. Fuck Calm that. Down. I did not do that that much. Um, did you ever steal anything out of somebody's car in the parking lot? Never. No, I mean I would never do that. Never. I did steal um, Mrs. Scales, my seventh grade math teacher. Um, she always used to say, pronounce days of the week with an e y. She'd go, "It's Wednesday." We'd man, we'd make fun of her. What day is that again? What day is the test? It's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Was she what was Wednesday? She, like what race? White. Oh, she got me tickets to a Maryland college basketball game once. Her husband had like tickets or something. Um, but anyway, I went in there to see her, and she wasn't there. She was in the bathroom or something. And uh, I got a downshift, and um, I saw her purse on the table, mm-hmm. and her wallet was like sticking out of the purse. Ooh, sucker! And I grabbed money out of the wallet. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow. Feel bad about that. That is a person. That's a person. See, I can't and now I know she's living on a private school teacher's salary. Okay, so like it she, all worked out. No, she's not doing that well. I know. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've accidentally bad. stolen toothpaste from you. Oh yeah. But I told you. No, you didn't tell me. I was like, "Hey, dude, where's all my toothpaste?" And you're like, "Ah, oh, fuck, man, sorry." I I took I, it. Okay, so yeah, but I I told you. You weren't trying to steal it. That's different. I wasn't trying to steal it, but I still have it. And it's the toothpaste I use. Accidentally is not stealing. It's just like lying. If you're like you're wrong, it's not a lie. Right. You're like sure. I meant to tell you the truth. Yeah. Or if you meant to tell somebody a lie and it ends up being the truth because you were wrong, that's still a lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just fine line. I always thought I could get into like whenever I go into UFC stuff with Rogan. Like, he gets dropped off in the back, you know, where all the athletes go in and stuff, and the employees. And then sometimes we have to get the name of the driver. I have to get his number for afterwards. Yeah. And, like, Rogan's late. Rogan gets there, like, a minute before the fight starts. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, they ask him to get there an hour before. He's like, eh, fuck that. I've got a comic mentality. <laughs> he really is like that. Like, even driving down to American Comedy Company. I, I was watching those fights. I was fights. like, hey, man, I'm going to be late. I was watching those fights yesterday, and, like, the thing is, he's really way more entertaining to listen to than any, like... He should be allowed to push it. Oh, right. He's a commodity yeah, yeah, for yeah. that. You're, you're getting a bet. He's not just an employee. Yeah, because you yeah. have the guys that like, they call fights, you know, yeah. and they're like, oh, that's a whatever and that's a whatever. But Joe, there's like personality, yeah. you know? He's not just a guy that's like putting the cables away at the end of the show. Or <laughs> like, we can get someone yeah. to replace you and it right. will not matter. Right. And you know he knows it so well because uh-huh. he's done it. Yeah. 
But uh, anyway, sometimes I got to get the driver's information, and Joe just bolts. He's like, he just goes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in like fucking focus. Right. And so I turn around, I get the number, I turn around, and he's just gone. And then I got to like get in. Yeah. And so I can either text him, but sometimes I just like, yeah, let me see what I can do here. And I just try to like act like I know what I'm doing, and I almost always get in. Yeah. But I do know because of him where to go in. Right. You know? Right. But I wonder if you could just do that at any like arena. I mean, I don't know. Most a lot people of them don't are care. on lockdown, but you got You just have to know that the people working are. Yeah. And sometimes know, they stop you. Sometimes they stop me when I'm with Rogan. Like, sir, uh, you can't go in this way because it's just like a local place. Uh-huh. So this guy works in Sacramento, let's just say. He works Kings games. He, this is not a Kings game. This is just a fucking UFC. They're here once every three years. They don't yeah. know anybody. You know, they don't watch it. So, like, sir, you got to. Where's your pass? And, like, Rogan hasn't gotten him yet. And he just goes, well, We're late. We're late. I'm announcing we're going. And, go, and sometimes they get real hard ass about it. Like, No, you can't go. And then someone will, like, stop them. Like, It's okay. That guy's the announcer. Yeah. But sometimes they'll be like, All right. And they just leave it. They're just like, Who cares? Yeah. And I've had a lot of cool hookups too. What do you like mean? My um, at one point, like my stepmom's sister's ex-husband. So like back what is before that, they were, the melt. What the? It's just a grilled, grilled cheese, cheese place. Hat. What? I also see ice cream. Well, Tender Greens is really good. Where's ice cream? Right. There's a picture of an ice cream cone. Oh, on the place. Yeah, they do serve that. The melt. Yeah, but how how well does businesses do right here? I mean, there's nowhere to park. There's nowhere to park. Well, it's kind of in the. No. You know this might. You know what? If you you know how these people would dominate this grilled cheese place if they keep it open late, so when the clubs around here get out, people get oh, a grilled yeah, cheese the sandwich. Oh yeah, right up there. That could work. Yeah, I wonder if Goldberger and stuff does that too. Um, so my uh, basically ex uncle of mine, uh, back when he was still related to us, uh, he was the time. He was the official timekeeper of the Los Angeles Kings. He was official what timekeeper? Yeah, so we could go to any Kings game. So then that would, like, I, like spending time... At the, like, I used to go when I was... Like, this is back when it was the forum, when I was, like, a little kid. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's yeah, a great hookup. I love that. That's kind of how I developed... Uh, I love hockey. You know, we have the hookup with the comedy store, and we don't even realize it. People, like, want those tickets. And oh, they're yeah. They're worth 20 yeah, yeah. bucks to them, but they're, like, worth nothing to us. Like, go I, to the comedy I store. I always hook people up. Oh, yeah. I have to tell people. They're like, no, no, I'll pay for tickets. I'm like, no, no, listen. It no, literally please, does please. not matter to me at yeah. all. I'll just get you free tickets. I mean, even if, like, a friend hits me up and, like, hey, I have some friends in town. Is it okay if they... Oh, yeah. I don't even have to know the person. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, know? I'll help you. I'll get you tickets. I've, I've even, like... I remember one time I was getting a check at the comedy store, and I was yeah. as I was leaving, there's this guy coming. He's like, hey, what, what time's the show start? I, and I told him. And uh, he's like, hey, are you a comedian? I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be here later. And he's like, oh, man, that's awesome, dude. I'm from, you know, he just had a cool person. This is a nice him up. guy. And I, was like, up. I was like, yeah, man, what, when are you bringing anybody? He's like, no, it's just going to be me. Like, dude, I got you, man. What's your name? Took care of it. It's so easy. Yeah, it's easy. You know? Yeah, it really is. Um, I don't always do it for fans because I'm like, well, that's how the comic show makes their money. But if I know them and they're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I would do it for fans. Yeah. I don't know. The comics, look, Depends. you're still paying for two drinks. Yeah. You know? And yeah. most if people I'm also are doing paying a lot of, to get in. Yeah, if I'm doing a lot of new material, then I'm like, I'll get you free tickets. Yeah. Because I feel bad if you pay to see yeah, me in my struggle mode. Right, right. Um, uh, Diaz used to do this thing. They used to have give all the employees and the young comics um, like free passes. Mm-hmm. And you write your initials on them. And if any free passes come by, it's, you know, either two for one or just free tickets. Yeah. Uh, if they come by, it's usually two free tickets. So if somebody comes in and gives a two free tickets with, you know, your initials on them, yeah. the comic store would give you $2. Yeah. 
Oh, it, nice. Yeah, so it would incentivize you to go out and like try to get people to come. Yeah. But Joey Diaz, he would just wait till there was a line to get in. You know and how just like give everybody and just give everyone. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And it was like they were just losing the store twenty bucks a pop. These people yeah. are all about to pay. It takes one smart ass. Yeah, and they're like, oh well, we can't do that anymore. But he's like, I don't care. I made like a hundred bucks. That's so funny. Yeah. When was the last time he's been to the store? Joey, it might have been that Mencia night. Wow. I don't know if he's been back at all since then. Oh yeah, me too. Joey was such a part of the Actually, place. the last time I saw him there was uh, for Marilyn Martinez. Uh, oh, yeah. He did go back after he, after the Mencia memorial. Stuff. And what did he do? Oh, my God. Well, I, what's that that manager's name? that he, Now he works for Showtime. Garcia? No. Um, God, what is his name? It's not Scott Montoya. Yeah, Scott Montoya. Okay. Um, so that was Marilyn's manager. Uh-huh. So he was he was there. He was, in the, he was in the crowd for the thing. And Joey went up to say a few words. And he might have at first started talking about Marilyn. Then he said, then he like immediately turns to Montoya like, and this cocksucker made her life a living hell. Uh-huh. And he just starts screaming at the whole t- I mean, uh-huh. he's like sweating. He's spitting, you know. like Yeah, he gets this into is, it. This is a memorial service. And he's just yelling at him, like, get the fuck out of here. And he ends, Scott Montoya ends up having to get up and leave. Like he, he kicked him out of the. Wow. The memorial. But Joey Diaz always. He's always when he was there before. He was always like, ah, I can't go for these memorials because like I want to be honest. Like he likes to be honest to protect the people who died. Yeah. So because all these fucking fakers are here now, and he yes. likes to talk shit. Yes. And so he finally went to one and did that, huh? I mean, that's how I didn't know who that was before then, and I fell in love. I yeah. was like instantly a fan. Like this guy is so fucking raw. He's like she hated you. She you didn't like it while you even here. Oh, yeah, dude, he's so showing funny your fucking too. face. I remember Bobby Lee showing up for uh, Freddie Soto's funeral, and Freddie hated him, and so did his wife. Yeah, uh, and so he was there in like his bright yellow jumpsuit or something, and his, he was there for an OR spot, and the memorial was in the main room. Oh, and Bobby was like peeking his head in there, and I'm like, first of all, one, you're super underdressed, even for comics. You're just wearing a bright yellow jumpsuit. Two, fuck? you know they hated you. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing here? But he so had this desire to be invited and included right. and stuff. That he couldn't help but to peer in, Aww. and I'm like, dude, you shouldn't even do your OR spot. You just leave this night. Bobby the guy who died he hated you. Loved Freddie. He though. loved Freddie. He sure yeah, did. That's sad. Yeah, he really always just wanted his uh, respect and stuff. Could never get it. What do you even know? What went went down? A little bit. It's something to do with La Jolla, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's neither here nor there, but Bobby like ratted on somebody. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, tough when you're like a new comic and you yeah, don't know the deal. Yeah. Mitzi asked me once. She goes, I was doing assistant talent coordinator stuff. Mm-hmm. And she goes, um, hey, homeless guy, that's not where you walk in the middle of the two lanes. You're supposed to walk on the sidewalk. And with crutches. And with crutches. Um, she said, I want you to um, find out who's playing the improv. This is when you weren't allowed to play the other clubs. Whoa, that was a thing? Yeah. you weren't. If you did play the other clubs, you got that's in major trouble. Oh, Even in La Jolla. You played another club in San Diego, like PB Bar and Grill. Yeah. She was like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, I make money here. Yeah. She's like, no go to the store and like they don't have a show on a Tuesday but she would always get mad about it but in improv or factory it was like either them or me certain people Mooney Damarera they didn't they didn't have to play that game mm-hmm. they were above it but Bobby Lee had to play it he had to call Jamie Masada and so you gotta take my name off the off the Black Factory marquee right now she's gonna see it and I'm gonna get in so much trouble he's like buddy you're here he's like take it down uh-huh. and he goes uh, Jamie said well we, we don't have the guy's not here anymore to take it down we have to pay for somebody to come out and Bobby's like I'll pay you Get it down. Because it was going to be so much trouble to have his wow. name up there. But she was like, I want you to go look to see who's at the improv. So he was playing and let me know. 
And I was like, what? So you had to rat people out? Yeah, and I didn't do it. I ignored it. But I was like, I was in such a quandary. I was like, what? What do I, if I don't do it, she's going to fire me. And if I do do it, these are my friends. Yeah. The people I know and look up to. I don't want to rat on anybody. I was so, like, stuck. And you could just luckily, she up. just never brought it up again. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. So that's what Bobby did. He was like a new comic, and he ratted on somebody, whatever oh. it was, like a manager or something. And then, you know... Freddie never, never forgave rat. him for that. Never, never rat. It. It's the worst thing you can do at the store. Anywhere. So then you stopped wanting to steal because you started feeling bad about it. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I got in way with it for a while and um, had some good times. Yeah. Listened to some good music, watched some good Natalie Portman movies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Played yeah. Tekken for a little bit. The worst way I ever got caught was I was in college. And I had to do a research paper, and it was Thanksgiving weekend. But it was so I think we had off like like Monday and Tuesday or something, some weekend that we had off, like a few days, long weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe it might have been a Jewish holiday too coming up. So anyway, I was at the library, the school library, doing the stuff, and I had to leave. The library is shutting down, and I had to go um, for the next four days to go home, and I had to do all this research. And there wasn't enough time to fucking Xerox all the pages I needed to. I, I didn't like go. Th- I didn't find all, the, all the, the the documents I needed. I had to go through these these books. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just take it. I'll return it on Tuesday. But I'll take it. and I'll do the research at home, and then I could cite stuff and you yeah. know write my, write my paper. But um, I ripped the thing out of the inside, the binding. You know, there's like a UPC code. So I ripped that out, and then. Um, I walked through the detector, the metal detector, and they had this turnstile, and it just locked. Uh oh. When I went through it, it was like, doo, 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 oh, doo. No. and uh, they're like, "What's going on?" I was like, "I don't know." Like, "Do you have anything?" I see your book bag, and there was the books in there. I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh, uh, you just got me. And uh, well, and who they, died? Oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Winters. Winters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's one I didn't really care about. Rest Kinda in peace, make God time, life. Yeah. You know, definitely a. He's a big guy, I guess, but like, yeah. Was he an improv guy? I don't really know. I liked him on Mork and Mindy. He's guest starring roles on that, but that was so long ago. He just guest starred. But um, so then they found it and they realized like, oh, you even ripped the thing off. Mm-hmm. You ripped the UPC off. Oh that's God. not and like that's not what does it. It's in the binding. They told you that. Yeah, that's so. It's funny. inside the Let binding. Let me show you how to do it right, kid. So they called the cops. Cops put me in handcuffs. Oh. At University you of Maryland Library. Yeah. And they were like, what? And they charged me with because the books were like. It was like five journals in one. It was like a bound doc. They said it was theft over $500 worth. And I was like, come on. I was going to return this shit. I don't have no need for this. Yeah. It should be like kidnapping of a book. You know what? I, I just remembered I stole... Um, when 40-Year-Old Virgin came out... Yeah. Like, I was maybe 19. And I thought that movie was the funniest movie ever. At, at 19... 20-Year-Old Virgin. 40 year old virgin virgin. I loved it I don't know why I mean I guess it's a good movie but back then I I thought it was so funny but um, I was leaving the I saw it in the theater and I was leaving and they had the poster for it like the cardboard cutout Uh it's just this big picture of Steve Carell's face yeah and it had it like looked funny you know yeah and I had just seen the movie and I was like oh I want that yeah I want that for my room I will want that for me so I picked it up and took it and uh, went out the back door. You going to Amy's? Uh, going my, my car's at your place. Oh, okay. Um, and you walked uh, out the back door. Walked out the back door and put it like I had a, 
I had a friend who had like the moon roof thing for his car. <laughs> so we drive home and you just see like Steve Carell's big head like, popping out of your moonroof. Yeah, uh, that's funny. I had that thing for a long time. I had it for like a few years. It looked good in my. It. it looked good in my room. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I I think I had it till I moved out. That's a cool one. Then I kind of got into that. Like I started stealing posters from. You wanted those? Yeah, I, was, I saw like there's a way to do it, and like. It's because you don't realize it's someone else's. You're just like, I want this thing. Yeah, but something like that isn't even anyone else's. No. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There's the comedy store, Potluck, Forty Comics, Quincy Weekly. Oh, they're letting him host. And Don, Don Bears. Bears. They're letting Quincy host at Potluck. That's great. What, what what was that? What was that thing? Oh, was I want to like drive a, around. Was it a mirror? Or was it yeah, a let's hole try, in the let's wall? Let's see what that was. I think it was like a wormhole. It looked like a wormhole, just in the wall. In the All right, ID. I think we're about to go on a grand adventure. A grand adventure? Yeah, through the wormhole. If it's a wormhole, we're going uh, in it. Fuck yeah! Driving the Honda right through it. We'll podcast from a different time. Yeah. If there's a worm, who would not go through? Like, let me just test it. Or at least I, I get Josh Martin to test it or something. I, I mean, if if you walked up and there was a wormhole, and this is the... I mean, I want the most honest, straight-up answer here. Okay, I'll put myself in the place. You have no idea where it's going. And I don't even know how you know that it's a wormhole. I guess you just kind of have It looks the, like that mystical... It just kind of looks like yeah. a wormhole. It's, it got, just it's be, got the. Um, it's like a portal. Yeah, but you have. No it's got the funnel idea. thing going on, but like yeah. that shouldn't happen straight up. That should happen up and down, not oh. like side to side. Yes, like it looks like you're gonna go into a different dimension. Yeah. Or, then what's uh, the question? Time. Uh, would you? Well, be honest. I'm definitely putting a stick through there first. Wow, what a beautiful dog! And then pulling the stick out. Yeah, see what happens. Okay, so you pull, you put the stick in, and the stick goes into this different. Yeah. Dimension, and then you pull it and then out. I may or may not. There. If I'm thinking about it now, I may or may not try to send something living in there. You know what I would do? Like get an get an ant on a this stick. This is what we should do, Ari. If we yeah. pull up and it's really a wormhole, yeah, we should. Uh, we'll look around the comedy store for something to tie ourselves together to. Okay, and I'll jump in there, and I want to be attached okay. to you. Okay, um, or maybe attached to your car. To the car, like, so like I can pull steady. that car. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like. We'll do that tug system. Like if shit's going down in this dimension, I'll tug twice, and you just put the car in reverse, pull out, and drag me the fuck out. Yeah, I'm okay with that. What if you come out like 40 years older? <laughs> that would be suck. so weird. That would just suck. Yeah. Wait. So would would that mean I spent 40 years in there? In there. Yeah, to me, it's like 40 time. years. And you're like, I tugged. Where the fuck were you? Yeah. And I got this. And I was like, <laughs> I I pulled right away. Like, I've, been pu- I've been tugging this thing for 40 years. I got married. I had kids here. <laughs> I've been attached to this rope this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe let's try to send some food back first. We'll put some food in there and then we'll chase it. You're see right. If, it's see like, if it changes. And then we'll try on you. Like when you hop a fence, you throw the backpack over first. Yeah, just to see if it's like a minefield. Yeah. So we'll... Wow, what if we, where do you think it goes? This is the, remember the movie... Um, oh, I forgot the movie. But it was with that guy... Um, Keir or Keeve Le- Leave Schreiber what? and remember that guy Leave Schreiber the actor uh, how, how old what years are we talking about? we're talking about 10 years ago uh, it was know. Leave Schreiber and uh, the chick from who faked it in um, I think the chick who faked it in um, faked the orgasm uh, oh go in um, whatever it's called faked an orgasm chicks yeah. don't do that yeah in that movie in that, in that deli in New York with Billy Crystal Oh fuck! I don't remember. When they drove cross country, 
and she faked she faked an orgasm. She was like, he was like, I can tell when people fake. She goes, no, you can't. She goes, oh really? And she started. Do you remember that girl faked an orgasm the other night in front of us? No, who? Outside, uh, the comedy club. No. Okay, there it is, Ari. It's not. It's not a wormhole. It's just the thing that's rested against the wall. It's a piece of glass. But where'd it come from? I don't know. One of the tabletops, probably. Hey, there's Josh Martin. Oh, yeah, we could have him try it. I knew he'd be here. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) He's the local, like, (laughs) guinea pig. He's got his new socks in the back. Oh, look it. He sees us. Oh, what's he doing? He's getting his dirty water, and he's getting out of there. Is he doing laundry with the... uh, the, Oh, he's doing laundry in the fucking... The bucket? In the bucket for the mop. He's wringing out his shit. Josh, come here. Are you doing laundry in the in the mop thing? Are you doing podcast while in a car? Yes. Yeah. That's way cooler than doing laundry in the mop thing. Are you like squeezing out your laundry in the mop? No, I was moving it so I can back up my car. What's oh. what's blocked? that thing? I don't know. They cleaned the basement out yesterday. Really? So the entire parking lot was just filled with all bunch of garbage, but some really cool signs and stuff too. Oh no! Nice. So the original zero sign was out. There. Was out? They threw it away? No, they kept that, but. It was a really cool-looking sign. Oh, so there's a bunch of shit out there right now. Yeah, they they had a big dumpster out here yesterday, and they just threw an entire... So is it, it like, pretty empty down there? It's pretty empty. They still have to go do, like, another... Why are they they doing that? Because they realize they've been storing stuff for 20 years, and they don't need it at all, and they're like, get rid of this. Bunch of, like, Polly's mattress. Yeah. I was out here, Polly found some of his old... Polly found some of his um, old clothes... So he yeah. could like try this on, bro. <laughs> so I, he has this cameraman with him for his documentary or whatever. Yeah. So he's recording me trying on some of his old clothes that looked horrible. What are they doing a documentary on? The documentary would be called Nobody Cares. Polly <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Shore is dead. Hey, do you remember that this movie? Time for real. Yeah, this time for real. Hopefully, do you remember that movie with Lee Schreiber and the chick from uh, Sally? What's it's Sally? Something Sally. Uh, What's the movie where Billy Crystal goes back, goes cross country, and that girl fakes the orgasm? Um, when Harry, Harry met Sally, Sally yeah. Met Sally? So it was the chick from When Harry Met Sally and Lee Schreiber, and she finds a portal through time, and she dates some prince from like the, the 1200s. I don't remember. Oh. Is it called Twin Towers? No. But in that movie, no. But in that movie, she's like, you know, and she's telling Lee Schreiber, she's like, you know, I found this portal through time and I, I'm in love with this guy I don't know if I should live in his time or if he should come and live in my time but we're in love with each other and I was like if that movie was real all Leif Schreiber would, would say would be like wait you found a portal through time yeah yeah. let's, let's talk more about yeah, that. Like, I don't give a fuck about your love life right 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 let's talk more about that portal through time and then they how can we into Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and then yeah. <laughs> it just becomes Bill and Ted's <laughs> it's the prequel yeah. All right. Thanks, Josh. No All right. Um, oh, let's get you home. All right. Well, that's pretty much the stealing podcast, I guess. Yeah, I like how it turned into that. Yeah, I was going to talk to you about that chick. We literally just turned on what chick? That chick that you um, slept with that you pretty much just told, like, we're not doing this on your terms at all. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that, but it's okay. I get sidetracked a lot, but if we get to a main subject, I'm okay with it. I, I, I don't know. I like how... Uh, I like that I got... I feel like this is like a... Co- a podcast confessional here. Uh huh. All the stuff I've stolen, I finally am able to Got let it, it off go. Your chest. Yeah. Do you steal music? No, I haven't. No. Really? You no. don't download stuff for free? I, I, well, I haven't even gotten into torrent or anything. Like, I just oh. I have friends that steal music and I get it from them. Oh right, so right. I have a middleman. Um, 
Uh, okay, do you have any... What do you have to promote? Your, your uh, Twitter? Twitter? You're going to start Twittering now, right? You I've have? been Twitter tweeting you had one really good one i saw you use it in your act now you don't yeah. have to say it don't say it because you're not gonna like, say uh, it but like that worked well it always gets a solid laugh yeah that's such a that short happened. joke too that even if people aren't laughing you can throw that in like, i know it'll, it'll kickstart i know them. i thought it was only twitter funny yeah but not ingram said i should just say it why not they saw it they, they saw it it came and it went you have how many followers um i'm not sure not a that thousand? i mean i've just started a few hundred yeah, like like not even like maybe five hundred, but that tweet yeah, got so, me like at two hundred more. Oh wow! But, um, uh, just starting and having fun uh, at Matt Edgar. Matt at, has one T in it. It's the way I was born. Matt Edgar. Yes. Um, and that's it. And you're at the comedy store all the time. I'm there all the time, and uh, hopefully featuring for you some more in the future. That was maybe, a lot of dude. fun this week. It was fun, but I just I don't have the pull yet. Like know, a lot of man. times you're like, not only can you not bring that guy, you can't bring any guy. Right. I have to like beg them. Because it's like, unless they're already getting you a hotel, they really do, they see it as extra cost. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. But like Rogan has enough money where he's like, just work that into the schedule mm-hmm. and then pay me based on that. Like his his 20 grand or whatever he makes, you know, is based right. on, well, he's going to be bringing in this many people yes. to the show and also we're going to have to have this cost for a nicer hotel than normal. And You sold out this two weekend. Other. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. San Diego. Sold out three shows. Thursday was almost, and the early show Friday was almost. Yeah, the rest were sold out. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. It was a great weekend. Great weekend. American Comedy Company, and we went to Don Carlos. Went to Don Carlos, represent. Out of our way to go to Don Carlos. You did not get laid, man. You wanted to bad. I'm. I just. I had horny nuts all weekend. You got. You're gluten free. You've gotten horny nuts now. That's what happens. Um. Yeah, that's what happens. (laughs) All right, man. Um, what else do you have to promote? Anything? Any uh, last thoughts on stealing? Um, what would you tell? I think okay. I'll, I'll say this. I think everyone should go through that phase. You learn a lot about yourself, and you get some cool shit. Yeah, my I mean, sister even, intercepted a phone call once from People's Drugs from CVS. It was what CVS was. Uh-huh. She, um, they called my parents saying your son has stolen something. Whoa! Yeah, and she got the call. She goes, "Okay, well, I'll talk to him." Okay. That's, and my sister was like, you stole from CVS. I was like, wow. no, I didn't. She goes, really? And how did I know that? I didn't just get a call from That's them. That's a good point. And I was like, mm. Yeah, and she's like, don't worry, I covered it up. Wow. I think they told mom. Wow, that would be shitty if she told your mom. That would be shitty. Do you think your mom listens to this podcast? She listens. But at this point, she can't punish me for stealing those glasses. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, are oh, you ground? I'm like, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> you don't have that power anymore. I'm moving to New York. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know where I'm going to live. <laughs> you don't even know where I live. Yeah. You can't ground me. <laughs> what point do your parents just not have control over you anymore? I don't know. They're like, I'm disappointed. Like, so? It's when you move out, man. I guess so. No, even afterwards, if they like scold me i'd feel bad I have to hide oh yeah i would still feel bad if i disappointed my parents yeah but i mean that doesn't stop me from r- taking that risk take yeah yeah exactly my own man now <laughs> all right Edgar. ari thank you so much You're i welcome. love this podcast and oh here's 50 bucks what for why for doing the podcast oh podcast. really that's what yeah. happens yeah oh hell yes you guys at home your continued use of my amazon link on ariashafir.com just hit the Amazon link and then go to your, do your Amazon shopping as is. Just through that. Same way as normal. Just hit, go to arishvere.com. There's an Amazon link right on the right side. And it takes you to Amazon. And then do all your normal shopping. And they give me a percentage back. 
And that percentage back goes to paying poor Matt, Comedi- Matt, Matt Edgar $50. Thank you, Amazon. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, Amazon's not really doing it. It's the people. Well, thank you, listeners. people, for uh, listening to Ari Schmiel on Amazon. Schmiel. Is that it? What's Schmiel? What are you trying to say? Yiddish? I don't know. I don't know. What, what, when you said Schmiel, what did you? What intend? I'm trying to say is you your stance on uh, Amazon, like you explaining Amazon. Uh, Spiel. Like Spiel. Is it Spiel? Is that the word you use? I think it, what so. What is it? Spiel is like when you like have this whole like. Okay. Yeah. Your whole I threw like a uh, M in there instead yeah. of a. Yeah. Still sounded Yiddish. Uh, that's Schmiel. There you go. But it's not Spiel. Spiel. So Ari Spiel on Amazon yeah. just got me fifty dollars. So I appreciate that. There you go. <laughs> All right, you guys. Right, um, tell your friends to tune in. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, until next week. Bye. Zehu, Zehakol. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it brought back some memories of stealing. Man, I stole so much. I had the, I bought, I stole these, um, these little playing cards. They're like the size of your thumb from from Niagara Falls. We went on a Niagara Falls trip from Camp Moshava from Sleepaway Camp. Um, where I pissed my bed every night. Um, we went to a f- trip to most to Niagara Falls. I don't even remember Niagara Falls, but I do remember stealing those playing cards. I stole some handcuffs that we used for sketches for the rest of the. Whenever we did sketches, when did we do sketches? Oh, I didn't use them for anything. I clearly didn't use them for anything. No, I had a memory of us doing sketches at camp. Well, we had like burnout sketches. Purim spiels. Wow, that's my first. That's my first performance. We had these things called Purim spiels in um, in high school. A spiel is just like a speech or something. But Purim is the is a, it's a jovial day for Jews. It's when um, <laughs> we just pass. <laughs> that's what I like to say. It is. It's when Jews reclaim the temple and there's oil enough oil to last for one day. I am telling the Hanukkah story by accident. Purim is the day where Queen Vashti was, um, she was married to this guy named Ahasuerosh, who was a king. And one day, Ahasuerosh, I'm just going to give you the real version of what happened, not with any sort of like whitewash from the Jew story. Um, king Ahasuerosh, one day, he was hanging out with his buddies and he was like, hey, I got that hot bitch Vashti. Let's get her up here and fucking dance naked for everybody. And all his friends at the poker game, it was no poker game, but they were all there. Uh, maybe it was a poker game. And they were all like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll see your wife dance naked. By the way, you ever get somebody who shows you a picture of their girlfriend, a naked picture of their girlfriend? It's oddly unsettling and exciting at the same time. If you just show me a picture of a girl, that's pretty, I mean, that's hot. I'll be like, oh yeah, she's hot. Or like, eh, not bad. But if you show me a picture of your girlfriend, then it's like, whoa, your girlfriend's hot. I like that. I like it. It shows, a, it shows a confidence in your relationship and your friendships. But anyway, he called Vashti up to come dance naked. She gets up there and she goes, I'm sorry, I, it must have gotten lost in translation. Um, that My steward uh, said that you want me to dance naked? And he goes, yeah, dance naked for, these, for my friends. And she was like, fuck no. 
I'm not dancing naked for your idiot friends. And so Ahasuerus banished her. He banished her. She was a king, queen without her t- title. She, she didn't get killed. She got banished. And because of that, because uh, Vashti stood up for herself, she's actually a really, uh, a really big figure in uh, feminist thinking in colleges. Her is Lilith, who was like one of the first women before Eve. And there's Madonna. Those the, those, that's, the, that's the holy uh, trifecta. There's a better word for that. The holy trilogy of uh, feminist thinking. Vashti, um, Lilith, who they later named Lilith Fair after, and Madonna, a known slut. Um, so anyway, so Ahasuerus sent Vashti out, and then he had to go looking for a new queen. Um, by the way, if you want to get a website, um, go to hover.com. <laughs> That's my sponsor for this week. It's hover.com slash tank, and they'll give you 10% off. It's just if you want to uh, um, uh, put up a do- domain name, if you want to get your own domain name, they won't like oversell you at all, and they won't, um, they won't just push on. Like, There's always extra fucking things you got to buy. There's nothing extra to buy. And you actually, if you want customer service, customer support they can actually have you talking to a real person so they don't put you on hold there's no transfer that's a good thing about small companies <laughs> you can get through to somebody pretty fi- pretty fast so you can choose like a memorable email address you can choose to have url forwarding and subdomains there's never sneaky fees go to hover.com slash tank and they'll give you 10 percent off um so anyway so vashi got sent off and then they got then they started looking for a new hopefully i remember why i'm telling this story halfway through but then they started looking for a new queen and so in looking for a new queen, they searched high and low. They were looking for the hottest woman in all the land. Now, cut to Mordechai. Wait, why am I telling this story? I really don't know. Maybe I'll remember it halfway through. But Mordechai, he's this Jewish leader, and he had this niece named Esther. And Esther was fucking hot. She was at one out of 25 Jewish girls who actually looked good. She was probably the Natalie Portman of her time. And Mordechai said, Esther, here's what's going to happen. You're going to try out for the American Idol of sluttiness. Why do I keep using that word? You're going to try out for the American Idol of queens, and you're going to try to be Ahasuerus' queen. And so she's like, no question of like, what? I don't know this guy. What are you you marrying me off for? Also, no question of a Jewish girl marrying a non-Jew, which is completely not allowed in the religion, but they skirt over that. And Esther marries, she, he likes her, and she, he picks her out of everybody. And uh, that's his queen now. She doesn't, he doesn't ask her to dance naked, although in all likelihood, he probably did ask her to dance naked, and just like any woman of the time, she had to fucking take it. She wasn't a hero like fucking Vashti. She was just some dumb Jew bitch who couldn't speak her mind. She was just a fucking victim. So Esther... Becomes the queen. Anyway, at that time, there's a lot of anti-Semitism. That time, meaning any time in human history. So there's a lot of anti-Semitism. So there's this uh, king, King Ahasuerus had this guy named Haman. And Haman was his, he gave him advice and stuff uh, on all his affairs. And he said, hey, how about instead of not killing the Jews... We uh, we kill the Jews, and so Achishverosh was like, "Yeah, whatever, man. That sounds cool. If that's what you want to do, it's, I'm totally down with it." And so they had a Jew hunting day. That this is not this is not the joking part. They they 
made this Jew hunting day. I forgot which king Ahasuerus was. He might have been a Roman king. Uh, what kind of name was Ahasuerus? It might have been the Hebrew uh, translation of it. But um, he, um, he made a Jew hunting day. And they had a day where Jews were allowed to be hunted. Now, this did not sit well with Mordechai and Esther. Because they're like, what the fuck? And so Mordechai said, don't worry, don't worry. This is actually the reason why I asked you to marry him. Now, thinking about it now, there's no way Mordechai could have known the future. We don't have soothsayers. We don't have seers in Judaism. We don't have people that can see the future. So what the fuck was that, rabbis? What the fuck was that? He didn't know the future. You just sell these stories to fucking kids who just take it for granted. Anyway... So a few years later, whatever, it's, it's, she's, she doesn't want there to be a Jew hunting day. And now Jews were not even allowed to defend themselves. It was like the original Kristallnacht. Um, um, and speaking of Kristall, that's, that's the day that Jews, uh, the Holocaust started. They started smashing windows and stuff. Speaking of crystals, um, don't forget SDRshop.com offers your best 420 uh, purchases that you need to make. It's an online head shop. Uh, first order, 10% off. Second order, also 10% off if you refer a friend. It's just a head shop. They got good, they got decent prices on stuff. Um, SDR shop. Ceramic vapor, bubblers, standard bubbler. Let's see how much that is. Double bubblers? What? I'm looking at that. Sorry. <laughs> Categories. I don't know where double bubbler is. Um, but go to SDR shop and they have everything you need. Uh, it's cheap prices and uh, there's no, uh, you don't have to put in skeptic tank or anything. Just go to it, SDRshop.com. So Esther very, very carefully goes to Ahasuerus and says, Hey, Ahasuerus, there's something you didn't know about me. And he's like, oh, Please don't tell me you got a dick. Please don't let this be an episode of Maury or Jerry. Jerry. And she's like, No, it's not that. It's far, far worse than me having a dick. I am a Jew. And he goes, what? You're a what? And she goes, I'm sorry. I should have told you this earlier, but obviously I was quite embarrassed about it. And so I never told you that I was a Jew. And Akashverosh is like, well, you know what? You've been a good wife. Not like that bitch Vashti who wouldn't dance naked for my friends. You're pretty cool about this. Got a good body. You've kept it together despite the two kids. I don't know if they have kids or not. And he goes, all right, well, what, what, do, you, what do you need? It's okay. What do you need? And she goes, well, just so you know, Haman, your dude Haman, is ordered all Jews to be killed and they're not able to defend themselves. Could we just defend ourselves? That's as much as she asked for, just for Jews to defend themselves. Can you believe that? She had the king's ear. And all she asks is for her, him to allow Jews to defend themselves. Christ, we're weak people. So, the, so he says, yeah, you know what? I'll allow it. And so the Jews defend themselves. And then when people realize, oh, they're defending themselves, they're going to fight back. They have like machetes and stuff. And Jew, then they don't, they don't end up killing many Jews. And then, uh, then Haman, the evil Haman, was hanged. And to celebrate this giant victory by the jews in which we achieve the victory of being allowed to defend ourselves that's probably the greatest victory jews have ever had at masada we we held out for a couple years before committing mass suicide the holocaust 
No real victories on that one. But on Purim, we were allowed to defend ourselves, and they hung Haman, and to celebrate that, we all dress up like Mordechai and Esther, and we get drunk. That's why it's a jovial day. That's why. It's something to do with That's why it's on the story, right? Because it's a jovial day. Something jovial. Fuck, I don't remember why I was telling the story. So, and then we get drunk to you know, celebrate to the point where we couldn't tell the difference between Mordechai and Haman. That's how drunk we have to get. So even Orthodox and religious Jews will get bombed on Purim. It's a pretty fun day. And kids will dress up like Mordechai and Haman to help the drunk men not be able to tell the difference. And we also eat cookies that have three corners. They're triangle cookies to commemorate the shape of Haman's hat. Haman used to wear a three-cornered hat, so we eat cookies to commemorate that. And that's the Jewish holiday of Purim. Now, the, the question is, why did I start talking about that? Should I stop and go back on this and see what I said? I believe I should. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, fuck, let me, hold on. Oh, I know, because we had Purim Shmiel. We had the Purim Shmiel. I went back and listened. So my first memory as a performer is we had this Purim Shmiel. So on this jovial holiday of Purim, where we are allowed to defend ourselves, um, we put on a play every year. And it was just like, it was Saturday Night Live. It was just sketches. But we'd make fun of, we would lampoon, we would roast, we would burn um, members of the school, either other students or teachers. And it was kind of allowed. And I remember I borrowed my sister's clothes. She had a skirt and a shirt and stuff. And I borrowed that one day and I made fun of her. I forgot what it was, being ditzy or something. And man, she was mad at me. I just dressed up like her and acted like an idiot. Um, sorry, Deborah. Um, so yeah, that's my first memory, I guess, of being a performer. So, oh, that's why. So these kids don't have any, I don't forgot why I was saying it. You know what? Fuck it. The episode's over. We did a good job. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 110, I do believe. What should I take it out with? What should I take it out with? Something good. Oh, let's do Coolio. That would work. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Coolio, take us out with sticky fingers. That is the episode. Thank you, Matt Edgar. Don't forget to follow him online. Thank you to those kids who listened. Uh, Please, if you're listening to this, share that shit that I told you with your friends. I want to put it up. I think somebody's put it up online. So if you want, if you're a comic and a new comic, I didn't want to put it up myself because I didn't want to. I feel like that would make it seem like I was trying to be an expert on this stuff. And I'm not an expert. I was just trying to give advice to people. Um... So I think someone else put it up online. Uh, if you do a look for our, I don't know, YouTube, if they put it on YouTube. So it's go Ari Shafir, YouTube, I don't know, talk with new comics. It might be there. Um, all right. That's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Next week, I think, maybe Chip Pope talking about living in the closet. Maybe. I have some good ones coming up, by the way. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, and make sure. Fuck it. Bye.
ass and punch out, you better hide this shit. If you wanna keep it, I'm driving down the street in your lap while you're sleeping. I was born with the sickness that they call broke the skip. I said I was the best, but I'm damn sure the locust. Up, up and away, like a rocket. So who got shot now? Going through his pocket. He won't be needing no dollars, weights going. And when I get to hell, I'ma act like I don't know him. I'm taking everything that is bolted to the floor. And before I go, I still the knocker off your front door. Let me be brief, I'm a thief and a gangster. Before I was a rap singer, they call me Stinky Fingers. Everything. <laughs> Do you have any dreams? We want them too. <laughs> 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 <laughs>